I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Great, great, great. Gravity Lab. <laughs> what up, Mr. Nicholas? How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good, man. Cool, dude. I have a Mr. DQ is rad. Uh, most people don't know DQ as David Quist, throwing Ooh. you under the bus right there. Uh, that's who I, I know you as originally. DQ is the chief tandem instructor at Skydive Spaceland Houston. Has been around skydiving his entire life. Yep. Uh, but has been actively skydiving for how many years? Seven and a half. Sweet, man. Seven and seven and a half years. And we're going to kind of like break down some of that history for a lot of you people. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the podcast is uh, we talk about skydivers, not necessarily skydiving. And a lot of young jumpers know who you are, uh, but they don't know about you. And it's nice for people to kind of get that chance to get to know who you are. So where are you from? Where, where did you start? Uh, skydiving or no living? with your mother? How did where did you start? Uh, <laughs> what, what position were your parents? In? Wait a minute, your mom's uh, listening to this. <laughs> yeah, probably. <Shoot. laughs> well, I was probably at Couch Freaks, uh, <laughs> Boogie at Labor Day. So, um, but you actually know you believe that it works out to about eight and a half months from Couch Freaks to my birthday, from Labor Day to my birthday. <laughs> yes. So, so you're a Couch Freaks baby. I just say it's Couch Freaks. Yeah. Dude, ain't, ain't yeah. nothing wrong with being a Couch Freaks child. Yeah. Um, Couch Freaks, dude, uh, we kind of immediately start with a tangent. We're really good at that. What the fuck is Couch Freaks? So a lot of our uh, friends don't know. It was one of the biggest boogies for a long time, I think over 30 years or so, uh, in Iowa. And it was always at a airport that wasn't a, a drop zone, a, a, a already established drop zone. So it was kind of a circus. There's some no rules effect to it and stuff like that, so... Boogies today are, are a very different thing because you and I, I mean, you, you're how old now? 32. 32. He had to think about it, <laughs> check with his girlfriend, make sure he's right. Um, you've been around the sport a long, long time, 30 yeah, yeah. plus years now. So you, you've seen a lot change and the boogies today are skill camps. A, a lot of boogies still party and they yeah. still have a good time, but there's usually some real big focus of boogies yeah. where once upon a time, boogie meant party yeah and make a few skydives while you're there yeah, yeah for sure and couch freaks epitomizes that yeah yeah yeah. like 24 hour beer truck serve yourself <laughs> and as an 18 year old 19 year old packer it was pretty fun i guess <laughs> the world free fall convention was very yeah. similar and but i don't remember wasn't the beer truck shut down during jump hours or was it open 24 7 and i don't uh, remember I think it was more that it was really looked down to the last 10 to 15 years of the boogie if you were over there as a jumper. But if you were there for the party and you're well known that you weren't jumping, it was open for you to consume. Yeah. Even uh, yeah. during convention days, I was still a heavy drinker, yeah. but I just, beer was never yeah. my thing. Never yeah. liked beer. It was pretty much once I turned 21, I stopped. So When I turned 21, <laughs> I stopped drinking. <laughs> you were just burned out on it by then? Growing up on a drop zone since you're 16, yeah. 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 So that's back to your story right there. You're a Couch Freaks baby. You grew up uh, on the, in the sport of skydiving. Your mother's a skydiver. Mother and father were, yeah. Father's a skydiver. And then you've been on a drop zone since you're 16 years old. Yeah, 15, 16 was the first summer living on the drop zone full time. But it was when until I was five, six, it was traveling the boogie circuit in my dad's plane. 
and a BJ team. Who, oh. um, yeah. That BJ team. Yeah, well, one like it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the exact one. But, okay. yeah. Didn't know if you yeah. modeled it or not. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, but yeah, from 16 to 25 or so, I lived at Baldwin, Wisconsin. Scottish Twin Cities. So. When you started on the drop zone, you probably started in the same place most people did. Packing. And packing. Packing and maintenance and loading and stuff like that. That's yeah. like one of the first things that comes to my mind is so many jumpers. I, I got very blessed. I came straight in as a video guy and I kinda got kinda got to skip some of what I think is the hardest physical working positions in the sport. Packers are fucking underappreciated, man. It's a service-based industry. These people are providing you a service, and they're getting you on planes safely, but also efficiently, man. Love your Packers. If you're not throwing down a dollar a jump tip, and right now I'm on a soapbox, and I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll preach this one every day. I teach it in every course I get. If you're not throwing down a dollar a pack job tip as a normal fun jumper, you might want to consider what you're doing. It's not always going to be there. But but yeah. somewhere around there, if you're if you're getting to pack a lot during the season, maybe there's an average or a meet between. But man, Packers, you guys are fucking hardworking people. I was was yeah, was. you were man. Yeah. They uh, still are the hardest workers. Yeah, uh, DQ. <laughs> if you're watching this on video, keeps looking towards the camera every time he says that. Uh, his girlfriend is not necessarily watching. She's sitting here with us, right behind the camera. So DQ is making some brownie points. He paid me five bucks to say, "Pay your Packers." Uh, <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll finish a soapbox rant because this is another one. I have way too many friends who are Packers. Uh, my other soapbox rant for for Packers is they get to leave when they're done working, and if you pay them as soon as possible, it is helpful, man. I don't know how many Packer buddies I've seen hang out waiting for that money. We know you're excited about your jumps. We know you want to hang out with your friends. But, man, pay the man the money, yo, and we're the gal, and and thank him for the time they did. And I think most Packers I've ever met are very friendly, very helpful people. So, end of of rant. Uh, (laughs) Packer, dude, how many pack jobs do you reckon you got? I don't even want to know because I don't have the money anymore from them, (laughs) so... (laughs) <laughs> I know I've, I've acquired just over 10,000 pack jobs in, in the sports guide. I mean, I, that's not very many for a packer. Yeah, I'd say well over 100,000 easily. In my, especially once I moved to Spaceland. Wait, did you say 100,000 pack jobs? Probably. Jeez! Because yeah. it was full-time, like six to seven months a year from 16 to 24, 25, and then I moved down here and then did another five years of pretty much every day for the and there's a while where spaceland there's five of us packing or six me i guess five yeah me chad will tammy and cheryl and wow me there's one day where me and chad each packed 80 tandems in a day so i love cheryl and i'm not trying to to say anything she obviously is aged through life but my god back in those days she threw down tammy too tammy really tammy and 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 then beast Will still does. No. Yeah, he's, he's no. Mr. Magoo. He'll always be there. He'll never really <laughs> age as far as his ability yeah. goes. I think skateboarding will kill him before uh, packing. So. Or some other stupid yeah, stunt that he or does. cat hurting or something. Or like. building some experiment in his bus that destroys him. Yeah. His bus explodes yeah. in three, then we have a you, problem. You've spent a fair bit of time in Dallas, right? Yeah. Do you know about the cat house in Dallas? No, I've spent a lot of time in Dallas. Okay, no. well, uh, I haven't seen it, but the the story I've heard is that there's a house that's just filled with like a couple hundred feral cats. Like, if you find a stray cat, you just take it to this house. And I guess the the cats that have been spayed or neutered have their shots and everything have their have an ear clipped. But yeah. there apparently there are a shit ton of cats there. I think it was Ken and Rosie telling me the story that 
Ken, they decided they wanted a cat. They drove by this place on the way home, walked into this abandoned... It sounds like it's an abandoned house. The, the only image that comes to my head is the cat lady from The Simpsons. Yeah. But it's that house <laughs> minus the lady. But now, yeah, they just picked up Now I'm picturing a, Rosie as a crazy cat. She might, I bet you she goes and hangs out there. <laughs> Dude, that's Rosie's probably a crazy why, cat lady. That's probably why their visas didn't get renewed. <laughs> oh. She was stalking chipmunks in the park. Squirrels. You see Rosie doing all this yeah, squirrel pictures? Yeah, she was a squirrel hunter for a while. She, and she, cra- she well, claimed... Well, not hunter finder i guess she was cl- she claimed claimed she claimed crazy squirrel lady she, yeah. she had a problem where is this house is it near the dz uh i think it's like yeah white right i think it's uh in the neighborhoods up there okay so it's not like one of those connected not, back roads. not like super close no it, have, have you uh you've been to dallas yet no i haven't i have, want to have you driven by flying f ranch i don't think i know what that is there there is uh, some of the back roads just south of the dz uh, there's a road that runs east to west, and the, there is a, uh, a Flying F Ranch. Is It's just an empty field, but it's got, you know, the big old Texas sign above the driveway, big old rot iron, some bitch. It says <laughs> Flying F Ranch. So that's where I guess you raise Flying Fs. So I don't give a flying fuck. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, Ken loved driving people past that. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to DQ. Fuck Ken. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Ken. I love you so much. Bye, Ken. Bye, Ken. Dude, what, what a bummer. Yeah. S- so you, you pack for years, years 16 yeah. to 25, nine years. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. Or even longer than that, yeah. yeah. And during that process, I, I knew you through a couple of those years of packing. That's where you and I met at Spaceland. You had made a couple of jumps here and there. I think about six, if I remember yeah, right. something like that. Yeah. Um, and you eventually decided, man, fuck this. You would went back to uh, uh, Baldwin at this point, Twin Cities. I was jumping before I went back to Baltimore. That's right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's, I remember, yeah. You, nope, yeah. So yeah. what I got to, what, I don't know what it ever was. The one thing that I've always been curious about is what switch hit that made you say, fuck it, because you, when you got in, you got in deep. You went <laughs> yeah. big. Um, I don't know, like, the only thing thinking back now is that maybe it was, like, for years people were like, you're going to be the best, you're, you're natural, you grew up on a drop zone, all that was, like, almost, what do you call it, like, when a kid rebels against his parents, Pressure. like, like you're going to be a doctor because I was a doctor. Like, you're going to be a skydiver because I was a skydiver. And I was just like, I want to go do my own thing. And so I used packing to support snowboarding yeah. 120 plus days a winter and not working all winter. And I'd do that and then come back to the drop zone, pour in the spring, and then start over. And I was doing that for years. And then it was actually Stephen Boyd, uh, my one of my heroes. <laughs> one of all our heroes, I think we can say, especially this last week and a half with this hurricane. Yeah. But uh, he uh, came up to me, and I was I was ready to quit packing and find something. I was actually looking into Coast Guard to be near surfing. I was looking at anything to be near the water. And he came up to me one day and was just like, if you want to do a tandem, I'll take you right now, and you can do SCP this week or, or whatnot. And I think he thought I was going to say no, and I just was like, let's do it. And I gave it one more go. And haven't stopped. So. What year was that? 2010. Wow. Like, yeah. And you, you had done a tandem before this? I'd done like five, six, and a few solos, but yeah, but never really got the, the kick. How yeah. old were you when you first jumped? 18. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then 25 when I started when solo it, jumping. When it bit you. Yeah. It was interesting because it's when you were a packer, you, you were very opinionated and you told people how it was and to be fair and to be honest it, you you weren't wrong 
it, it's, no. it was hard for people to swallow the pill that this kid's telling me what to do and telling me what I'm doing is right or wrong because fucker doesn't even pe- jump, man. Go fuck yourself is what people could think. But if people truly listen to the things you said, you didn't have the experience, but you did have the knowledge, you did have the, the, the witness secondhand experience. So you were never really wrong, and I, you were always passionate about skydiving yeah. as a packer. And then to watch you, I, I came to the DZ one day, and you were jumping. <laughs> I, it, what the, what DQ's fucking doing his STP right now. You're kidding me. I, I think I was off when you made your first tandem or your tandem with Steven or whatever. It was cool to see. And a lot of people today know you as a chief tandem instructor. They know you as a swooper, a uh, guy who does XRW, and that that's all cool. And I think a lot of people aspire to do the things we do, whether it's a full-time videographer like Mr. P, whether it's it's like yourself uh, doing tandems and swooping the shit out of life, or whether it's like me just being a mooch off my <laughs> wife. Um, dude, we all got to have dreams and goals. Ivy, get a better job, by the way. Take care of my boy over here. No, so. She takes care of me plenty. So. <laughs> no. uh, behind every good man. Um, what did it take for you to get there? Uh, it's th- The thing that I loved about your story, and I kind of want to hear more about, is your canopy progression in time was extremely quick, and number of jumps it was not. It was very, very appropriate. I... I Commonly, when I talk to people, say I use you as an example of a guy who really took the slow curve early, who flew the bigger canopies, who took the slower things, and really got intimate with the knowledge while things were slow. So when you went to go fast, your learning curve when you went to fast canopies was fucking off the hook. (laughs) What do you think about that progression? I mean, talk to people out there who want to hear about this. I don't know. Like it was a lot of being in the right time like right situation at the right time having a lot of the the right people around to push me uh you being one of them told me if you want to move on to a cross race and that was the time stuff like that how many jumps did you have when you started a cross race 1200 maybe yeah and let's see 800 of those were dedicated to swooping on a saber 2 135 that i was doing 270s and and crushing it and then Learned all pretty much everything how to swoop on a Saber two one thirty five. I will give that I am loaded a little bit. What were you loaded? Heavier at? than normal than on the uh, maybe right at two. You loaded know. a one thirty five at two back then. Back then, probably maybe a little bit under, maybe okay. one point seven or something, one point eight. But I fluctuate a lot. Matters how sad I am and how much ice cream I ate. So. <laughs> I found out during this stupid <laughs> sadness hurricane. and ice cream have a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it's stress. I found out during this hurricane. I don't board eat. I stress eat because when all the floodwaters went away from my house and I knew I wasn't going to get flooded out of home, I stopped eating <laughs> when I was still bored. Oh my god, I dude, whoo, <laughs> fuck that hurricane. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much all my progression was on the Saber Two One Thirty Five. For the most part. And right but, there, that tells me a yeah. lot because so many people think it's the wing. So many people tell me that, like, oh, my God, I need to be on a Katana or I need to be on a Petra or I need to be on, on a Peregrine or whatever. I need to be on something fast to learn to go fast. And, and I say it's bullshit. And one of the things I commonly tell them is watch DQ when he grabs a Spectre or a Storm. Watch Will when he grabs one. Watch me when I grab one. Uh, Tony Hathaway, he's well-known with what I call the Spectre uh, Mafia or the Spectre Thug Life. Yeah. We can swoop the fuck out of a slow canopy. Um, and then people tell me all the time, well, no, it's because you learned that or you're so good that you could take any canopy. Do you have the experience you could take any canopy? And my argument always went from there to you and Ori. You and Ori both learned to swoop on Saber 2s. You both learned, uh, and now Ori took a very different <laughs> time frame than you, very much slower learning learner, but you can learn on these canopies. You can learn on these wings. It's 
easy or not as easy. There's arguments either way, but obviously it can be done. Yeah. So that the, the one thing that I saw you do is you became a skydiver, but you still wanted to pack. When did you decide getting into tandem rating was a good idea? When did you decide making um, your love a, a job? I It was seeing older packers, how they like getting worn out that I was like I can't do this forever some people can like Will who's a, a machine but personally I saw myself that I'm probably not gonna last this long I need to start finding other stuff uh when I was up in I went up to Baldwin for the summer of 13 and 14 and kind of just took a break from here and uh just kind of a work vacation and it kind of fell in my lap uh having a coach rating and then a few weeks later, it was a tandem course to uh, the DZO up there, who's like probably changed my diaper at one point and stuff. So <laughs> he was kind of pumped that he was like he wanted to do it. He kind of talked me into doing it, and so Carrie McCauley, yeah. uh, scary Carrie McCauley. So how many tandems do you have now? Front or rear? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as the instructor. Um, man, I don't even know. Probably about. 2,500, oh, so maybe a little bit more, 3,000 now. And you got your rating three or four years ago? 2013. Okay. Yeah. Four years. So four what, years. what do you like about doing tandems? Um, Like, my favorite part of all tandems is through the snivel. Like, what their body, do, like, just yes. the reaction, the, the scream, the holy fuck, what am I doing? The instant, I can tell they're staring at the cannon because they don't want to look anywhere else. And I just start laughing. I'll be laughing through the snivel. I've, I was laughing through the snivel my last tandem chop because I was laughing at them, and I was like, "Oh, well, there's stuff going on." But yeah, it's I love that part. Well, of this. Why do you yeah. think it is that they're staring at the parachute? Like they want to make sure it's good. Or? I, they're, I think it's just they're looking up to not look down. So that's oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah they they're yeah that's weird because so many of them yeah. want to try and look down and yeah, free fall when yeah. I'm there with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're not looking down. They're not looking at your face. Um, I don't know. Big difference. I, I watched my uh, first jump video recently, mm-hmm. and if I, if I had a student who acted like I acted, I would be like, what an idiot. Yeah. Stared at the ground the whole time. <laughs> Dude, that was my move. I was on a tandem with you recently, and that student interacted the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good time. <laughs> that was fun, dude. Um, I, I, I'm with you. It's uh, Nick, you've seen how many tandems land, and their initial reaction is, is bl- mind-blowing, right? That, that immediate they-touch-the-ground reaction is something else. But, dude, under canopy... Yeah. In the snivel, I've straight up had my junk grabbed by a, by a student. I've had men, uh, straight men tell me, no offense, will you marry me, bro? I love you. And they're obviously joking, but people's reactions have spanned across the charts to what they say and do. That's, that's an easy thing for, for my job. It's an easy thing to forget about because you guys open, I keep going, I open my parachute, I land, and now I'm just looking for the dot in the sky to become a person that I recognize. And it's like I forget about all the interaction that you guys have, like the you know, pretty... Uh, vulnerable moments that you have with people. Like I was thinking about this today, actually, about when you release someone's lowers to make that adjustment. How many people freak out? Like how many people have a um, like a oh my god, you just dropped me reaction? I don't have it as much as I think my, some other people might have because because you to, adjust them well. Well, just yeah, to brag, I I do a good harness. So when I release the lowers, it's just like they don't go, they don't move. Every once in a while, if it's a bigger passenger, I'll I'll give them a little warning because I can feel that they're loaded up on that so that they're going to come off it. There's so going to be a little ping, ping. ping. What, what is it and how yeah. you do the harness that keeps them from, from moving? 
Um, what is it called? I do it right. <laughs> so it's no, um, I, I'm bad uppers, with explaining this stuff. The yeah. uppers and the lowers. Yeah. When you hook up, if you tighten the lowers more than you tighten the uppers, uh-huh. when you're hanging, they're bearing the load on the lowers. Oh, okay. All right. That makes and sense. And the way those ejectors work, once they're loaded, you're actually fighting all of the weight that's loaded on them. Every pound that's loaded onto that. So you try to tighten the uppers half an inch to an inch tighter than the lowers or looser, whichever way you want to look at it. So when you're campy, they should come undone. I always said, you're about to feel a light release of pressure, first on the left, and then I'd pop the left and on the right. Um, I, I used to say, I'm going to loosen you now. No, 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 don't loosen me. I'm like, well, that's a bad choice of words, so I'm going to change the way I say it. Um, and, man, I've been, been an active TI for a while, but I think it was 1,500, almost 2,000 tandems uh, ballpark guests that I didn't have a problem with lowers anymore because yeah. I do it right, yeah. what's comfortable to the student. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to candidates, I typically train them to, to tighten things too tight. But almost everybody... I teach anything to they, they I teach them to a standard and when they leave they do it to a standard relaxed to what we trained them. So if I teach them to a proper standard and then they relax, I, oh. they get in a bad place. Which my very first tandem ever, uh, Carl up north yeah. messed with me big time and go ahead stand on my feet. We're gonna adjust some stuff. So I stood up on his feet and he unhooked him, step off and I dropped that foot or six inches that felt like a mile. And scared the crap out of myself. And, or ha- scared the crap out of me. But. Have you ever gotten that annoying student that you're just like, man, this dude is just bothering the fuck out of me, and you just over-tighten the lowers a little bit more than the uppers? And then when you pull on him, you go, ah! and make that noise <laughs> at the same time you release him, and they drop that about two inches? Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, now you will. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't thought like, that yet, have you? <laughs> I like doing, uh, if they're not listening or being a kind of the tough student. Yeah. I'm trying to catch my words here. Uh I'll just okay. We're doing a control check and straight into a stall, and just just let's let's we got to control this whole thing. That's a full control check. So yeah, I've done that a few times, but but I also I love like stalling a canopy. I've is, only stalled a canopy on purpose maybe twice. Man, it's it so scares fun. the shit yeah. out of me. Take I my spectra out and do yeah, it. Yeah, I won't do it uh-huh. on my my personal my my Petra or, or whatever small canopy I'm flying at the time. Mm-hmm. That's scary. I'll do rear riser, like find where it's at. Yeah. But uh, yeah, full saws on a tandem are, are pretty fun. I've they're, done, they're fun to watch, yeah. especially when I'm flying by yeah. 100 feet away. Yeah, yeah. those days where I know you guys are way out <laughs> At there. At least 100 feet away. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys are way out there, video guys. I'll start looking for you. Like, are they on level? Are they coming by? And then, like, I did it to Tommy once. And he was like, that was awesome. Next one, let's try it again, and I'll get some photos or video. I'm like, all right. And we get it lined up perfect. And he was in such shock, he didn't take any photos. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, that's so I, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I had video of someone doing it. Because I think after Tommy saw you doing it, and, yeah. and then we were doing a bunch of STP videos, he started doing it a bunch. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe I have video somewhere of him doing it. Yeah. Or maybe it was Nick Reyes a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sure Reyes will do some stalls. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't shock yeah. me at all. I've done them on my Stiletto uh, old 107 a yeah. bunch, and I've done them on my Velocity 96. And I did that. I say I've done them. I, I did yeah. one on my Velocity 96, and that's when I was like, "Cool, I've done enough on small canopies. I'm only going to do this on like yeah. Specters and big boats." Yeah, I think the last full one I did is when I did your canopy course on my 103 Velo. So, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's fun to watch you guys push that one because yeah. watching a normal jumper, a normal wing loading do the stalls, they can get a little wonky on recovery, but there's a lot of learning going on there. But watching y'all do it, it's it gets it gets rambunctious. Yeah. 
So were you a skier or a snowboarder? Snowboarder. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you started that? Um, I think six or seven, and that was in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and uh, we moved to Montana summer of 1999. And did you party? A like little it, bit, like yeah. it was 1999. And I love Prince. <laughs> so sad. Um, I'm from Minnesota, man. Like I've been to his house. <laughs> really? Yeah. My stepdad <laughs> paved his driveway. Like they did. You're being serious right I'm now? Dead serious. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. You saw? The Pretty much everyone in Minnesota right now has been to his house. That's watching has like been to his house in the last few years because he died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's. I was just making a shitty joke about yeah. 1999, yeah, yeah, and here you come with yeah. some some real yeah. Prince experience. Yeah. Where were you, you New Year's Eve '99? How old were you? I was snowboarding down a hill in Montana. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember... With Chris Simonson. Th- that was that. a big deal because Party Like It's 99. Just brought me back some bad memories. So <laughs> are you... You have, you have memories of this night specifically? No. Oh, how I, you, I, I actually do. It was a very chill night, me and a buddy. Are we talking 98 to 99 or 99 to 2000? 99 to 2000. 99 okay. to 2000. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. I don't remember the 98 to 99 year that... And that's oh, because Y two K was going yeah, down, yeah, right? Yeah, it was Y two K. Okay, yeah. me and my buddy were hoping that we'd see all the lights go out in the valley as we were snowboarding, but it didn't happen. What a fucking so. letdown Y two K was, right? Yeah. Computer turned on, Man, everything. It yeah. was a disappointment. The dude I was hanging out with that night was a computer geek, worked in IT, and uh, he he was like, "Dude, nothing's gonna happen. This is everything we've done for the last this many years." And so I was set up for disappointment. So was my wife. Um, so was <laughs> Ivy. How are you doing, Ivy? <laughs> 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 Rocket pop head. Um, well, what a disappointment. Snowboarding. Um, you you stayed in Montana for a while. You went back there and you were snowboarding in the winter and skydiving in the yeah, summer. Yeah. So my mom thought it would be a good idea to <laughs> send me out when I was fifteen or sixteen to the drop zone during the summers uh-huh. and uh, just send me out there to live on the drop zone, knowing all well what happens at a drop zone and survived but then in the winters would go back to montana school and snowboard and stuff and then once i graduated it was pretty much pack as much as i can so i don't have to work a day during the winter and snowboard every day i'd go if it was raining on the mountain i'd go up and ride one run just to say i rode that day and yeah you you eventually left came back here left here and while you were gone you did the same thing yeah uh yeah, so I was working at the drop center in the summer, and then I actually was working as a ski like lift operator because I did that for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so they hired me right away just because I had experience and uh, pretty much sit in a box at the top of a mountain, watch people go round and round all day, but still riding every day and stuff. And, yeah. It's obvious that riding is something you love, something you really, really are passionate about. What is it that made you decide, well, fuck it, I'm going back to Houston where it almost never snows. I mean, it might flood. Um, skydiving, yeah. Um, I by the second, the first winter I was supposed to be there. The second winter I was supposed to be somewhere else, but ended up back there. And then midway through the winter, I was just like, I want to skydive. Like I'm, I've had enough snow at it the first twenty five years of my life. It was fun for a winter and a half, but I was be ready to be back. And um, I uh, I did another summer, and then called Jason Hyder and said, uh, Can I come back as a uh, as a TI and he was like, sure. And joke was on him. Cause he thought he was leaving for good that time. And yeah. then he came back after a couple months from that windy inside place. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So 
got a job back after a few years. But. And and now here here you sit, man. So skydiving obviously is is the bigger passion. Yeah, uh, I always love snowboarding. I think the love for snowboarding came from my bigger love of skateboarding. Which, if you've ever seen me skateboard, it's not very good at all. <laughs> no, I'm uh, actually not. Like pumping around, I'm all right. But like when I was a kid, I would try doing stuff, but it was never very good. Uh, the last time I tried like dropping in on something like a quarter pipe was over at Will's when I still drank and after like a 12 pack and yes. I slammed three of the hardest times on the concrete. Thank God you were drunk. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I pretty much gave up then, but I still like, I like setting up a deck every once in a while to have to cruise around and stuff like that. But snowboarding was okay. I can't skateboard, but I can strap this thing to my feet and land on soft snow. And which I think a lot of pro snowboarders or people that have snowboarded have come from that, you know, yeah, wanting to skateboard, but I can't do that. So, or I can't do it as well as I want to. So, and it's hard to lose the skateboard or the snowboard off your feet yeah. when it's tied to it. Well, and then like just the basic ollie on a skateboard, I suck at. I used to be able to do them, but on a snowboard, I can ollie, I could ollie over that desk just riding down. What's the first two names you think of when I say snow cones? Snow, snow cone, uh, either Scooter and Craig, 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 yeah. Craig Floyd. Craig. What's up, my friend? Craig yeah. just uh, oh, joined. Uh, so, what up, Craig? I uh, normally that monitor is on and it's oh, okay. working. And uh, during Hurricane Ike, I was uh, we were very lucky, very blessed, as you know. We didn't get any water on our house, but it yeah. came very close, so everything got up off the ground, all the cables, all the furniture, and so I, I obviously have not got that monitor reconnected right somehow, and I, I don't really. So sorry you don't <laughs> get to see that shit. Uh, no worries. Craig does say what up, guys. Um, what up? man, Craig Floyd, miss you, buddy. Uh, uh, that's one of my swoop heroes. Yeah. Dude, he's, <laughs> he flew a very small canopy, but he loaded it one yeah, to one. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> two to one or something. But yeah, he was a. I think he had a sixty VX and a sixty three VX. It and that's tiny and weird. Yeah. Well, and it's not only tiny; it's tiny because today it's not as small sounding. Yeah. Ten years ago, that was tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was barely, you know. Yeah. For the longest time, a guy that, that you'll know the name of, and you'll chuckle when I say Hoop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hoop always had the smallest canopy on the drop zone, and he actually took pride on being able to say, yep, I got the smallest one, yeah. um, which, you know, there's just compensating for the smallest one. <laughs> uh, and when Craig showed up, he, he lost that. He, he lost that ability. And, and Craig not only had the smallest canopy, he flew it like a boss. Yeah. So... You eventually skydiving's your love now. Now you're going to leave snowboarding. Now you're sick of it, and you say skydiving's it. What What about skydiving? What What attracts you to the air? Uh, all parachutes for the most part. Uh, free falling is awesome. Like any free fall is really fun. Like even tandem free fall is fun. Like I, I enjoy all of it. But doing putting a canopy exactly where I want it, flipping around docking on wingsuiters now anything with it flying a big slope like i have ivy's pulse 170 hooked up in my other rig nice. so i can go free fly and i like i open up and i'm like doing a bunch of stuff having fun with it and i look at my altimeter i've lost like 500 feet since opening and i'm like that was 20 minutes ago Woo! yeah i still got more time like it's just as fun as me as flying my petra and going 70 80 miles per hour like i just love parachutes it's it's parachutes i'm if i'm ever asked and i say it regularly if if i was given a choice free fall or canopy i'd canopy i I love free fall don't take it away yeah it's probably like a 51 49 split where i I prefer flying a wing it's just you know in free fall we're definitely flying 
Uh, I was recently talking with with a friend who doesn't jump, and they were trying to get some understanding of what jumping is like and how hard it is to control somebody. And I said, well, look, right there and about 20 feet away was a shelf. Right now, if I said, go over there and pick up that box off the shelf and bring it to me, would you think about it, or would you just be able to do it? I can do it. I can throw you up an airplane right now, and I can take some of my friends and say, there's a shelf 20 feet away. Go pick up the box off the shelf and bring it back to me, and they'll bring it to me with like it's walking. So we're truly flying and skydiving. And, and for the guy to hear it that way, he was like, oh, my God. I'm like, no, legitimately, I could walk to a shelf probably easier in the sky and grab a box and bring it back <laughs> to the camp on the ground because I got nothing to trip on. Um, but, dude, flying the wing, it's flying your body is one thing, dude. You are part of the airplane. The fuselage is much lower than the wing. Uh, you know, most fuselage and wings are connected. Our, we're the yeah. fuselage and we're much lower. And, dude, that, I don't know what it is. We're fucking birds. Uh, we're not fucking birds, Ivy. <laughs> that giggle kills me man. yeah i wish we're, we had a microphone on that giggle yeah, yeah. we're not from odessa <laughs> oh Sick bird. no 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 that's she's not, from midland so that would be brothers not birds yeah oh, okay. oh that's gross because i know your brother <laughs> you said kentucky yeah so now she's saying people from neck tucky um, yeah. Can't believe how far DQ has come. Amazing, brother. Don't tell DJ about your first head down jump. L O L. Oh. Who's that from? Craig. Craig. Oh. <laughs> uh, Die Flow 16. Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, earlier? Uh, yeah, it was a tandem. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, the way up at Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, Craig took me out on a head down tandem. Yeah. But I, not like not the whole thing, you know. I Dude, I can't yeah. sit here. You and I have had conversations yeah. and we've told stories back yeah. and forth and I'll fully own the mistakes I've made in the past. I won't condone them. I, I don't no. necessarily brag on them. I don't think they're the right things. I think I got away lucky doing stupid no. shit. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've flown a few tandems yeah. in places I probably should. That was, man, what, 15 years ago? So how big was this head down piece? Just the two. It just was just the two. two. Yeah, he there said. No. He said, "Act like a plank," and Craig's Craig. So he flew me for a second. Yeah. Did you know yeah. Craig Floyd at all? No, I don't think so. Dude, gnarly little fly. You'd like yeah. him because you guys could see eye to eye. Yeah. Uh, tiny, that doesn't happen very often. Tiny English guy, uh, dad, uncle, brother, all like special forces British skydivers. I think his first jump, Craig can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like a static line out of a blimp or something. So like. Pretty badass little family. Damn, yeah. Craig. Don't worry. He told you. He told on you. But statue <laughs> of limitations, brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> super, super good dude. Where's Craig at nowadays? Is he still? I think he's still. No, I think he's in West Palm Beach. That's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know why I said Keys. Yeah. Hopefully, no one's in the Keys right now. Oh, dude, yeah, they're about to get hammered by a fire. all right, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. It um the hurricane, man. So <laughs> we're gonna sidetrack all the way to the hurricane real quick. And I actually I, I really appreciate you coming on super last minute. Yeah, um, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I don't like people uh, necessarily knowing certain things, but I, I, I I'm telling on myself anyways. Uh, Valerie and I go on vacation next week, and that means we'll have three weeks without the podcast. I just couldn't go that long. I just don't think that was right for what we're trying to produce here. Um, by the way, those of you who uh, know we're going to be on vacation, I have a friend who is a vivid or avid fun, uh, gun freak who is also licensed to carry conceal house watching for me. So if you're not breaking into my house, he will shoot you. And uh, I bet you he'd take uh, pride in doing it. So you probably know who he is. I saw uh, your dogs too. And you had to hold them back. So. Dude, they, they are vicious. They yeah. immediately attacked Ivy as soon as yeah. I let, attack the little one. You like how that worked <laughs> out? Attack the one. Um, so this is kind of last minute, and we missed last week. Last week I had a plan, and it never came to fruition because last week we dealt with Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. 
um, a lot of our, our friends and fans are here in the Houston area, and a lot of them went a lot worse than what we dealt with. But we have some yeah. friends and fans away from here. And just sitting here at my house in three days, we had 32 inches of rain. Yeah. Seven miles down the road, they had 57 inches of rain. I heard some places broke 60. 62 yeah. a couple miles from there. Dude, I was seven miles from being a foot and a half underwater in my house. You know, I, I, God bless. I, 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 my heart goes out to my friends who've lost a lot, and a lot of my friends have. I'm very fortunate that I wasn't seven miles in a different place. The rain didn't move seven miles. Yeah. And mm. unfortunately, you and Ivy did not fare the same luck that we did. You guys mm. have two trailers. Technically, Ivy yeah. has a trailer, and you have a trailer. Yeah. Uh, like Valerie and I, I had a house and she had a house and her house was nicer and I stayed in her house. Sounds familiar, guys? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you lost your trailer to hike. Yeah, it, the floor and stuff. And it's well, still... the part you stand Wait, on. Did you say to hike or to. to you said Ike. Yeah. I Ike? Was, yeah. I've done it like five times this oh, week. Oh, okay. I was like, man, yeah. you haven't had. I thought you had a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Harvey. Thank Ike you. was 2008, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I went through that too. Yeah. Same month, August 2008. And uh, I, yeah. Went through two yeah, hurricanes like in Texas now. My Facebook memory like showed me as I was in a flood. But yes. It's <laughs> like, no, you remember this? I was um, actually, to, to get updates on the drop zone, it was your Snapchat story. Yeah, yeah. And then I kept watching the uh, load clock because it had the wind gusts yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, your, your Snapchat was, was entertaining to say the least. It was pretty fun. Uh, it was like one thing kind of keeping me sane, I think, and not freaking out completely. But yeah, it was... Uh, Did you feel pretty stuck? Uh at certain points, yeah, but it was more like I had my old dog and the two cats and a lizard and two fish, and so I had a whole zoo to take care of. <laughs> Not a whole zoo. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. The animals were chill the entire time. They could have not realized what was going on. I was freaking out like when the water got, I don't know, 16 inches from the bottom of the trailer, but it was our trailer's pretty high, so... It got pretty stressful, but yeah. How, when you were out in the landing area, like how deep was it? Um, I kayaked across the property, <laughs> and that was when the water was actually down from where it was. So um, the deepest parts, I would say, need a thigh deep in some parts, but those are like the, the parts that I always flood out at the drop zone. Um, I just stuck to like the ditches in the pass while kayaking around, so I knew I had clearance, but... Uh, yeah, it got pretty deep. I uh, had a golf ball on a seamstress tape that I was, like, holding out the door and so the golf ball would dip into the water <laughs> and I could get, like, accurate measurements. And I, like, was about to go to bed and I read it and it was, like, 25, 26 inches of water. And then I woke up because I got some, like, texts from some worried pretty girl and stuff. Like, you should Valerie leave. text you? No, uh, Nick did. Uh, <laughs> no. DQ, my, are you okay? I saw no. alarming things on your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was Ivy just like, hey, it's good. Like, it was, and I was passed out and I woke up and I went and checked it and it was like 16 inches. So it like went up really quick and that's when I was like, I was more scared then than mm. the whole like tornadoes. Oh, you, you were measuring yeah. distance from the water to the trailer. The water. Yeah. To the okay. Water I thought trailer, you were yeah. saying the, the depth of the water. No, 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 no. Like actually like, and it was already like almost knee deep. Uh, the only highlight of the water being really deep besides kayaking was watching my dog take dumps underwater. Yes. That, that was a and Facebook highlight so, for me. Yeah, you know, I, I was having that thought that the, I think it was probably the same day that you posted that video. Cause I thought about Steven's dogs and about yeah. how I saw him out there splashing in the water and, 
I was like, man, what happens when they got to drop a deuce? Like, are they pooing yeah. in the house? What's going on? And then I saw that video <laughs> immediately after. I was like, oh, I guess you just shit in the water. Yeah, I was. What you got to do the when it was first that high. I was trying to walk them to the road because there's still grass up by the road and stuff. And I was like, all right, there's no traffic or anything, and get them up there. And uh, he made it about ten feet outside the trailer in the water and was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> yeah, <I'm done> with <laughs> so one of the things you just mentioned is lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got a lizard? A chameleon. Chameleon. And the chameleon's what, name, name is uh, George. Aww. Boy George. I would say it's not just George, is it? Come it's on, boy George. Come 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 yeah. So who named this chameleon Boy George? Uh, I think even Nick I said think I brought up Karma Karma yeah. and stuff, and then it just kinda evolved from there. So, yeah. so Nick's been waiting for for me to ask for that name. You've been waiting <laughs> no, for dude, me I, you know when I was a little kid, my family owned a pet store. And what? we had all sorts of pets, animals. My I sister, st- my sister breeds hedgehogs and sells hedgehogs like as her own as her side business. That's her side gig. But yeah, we we had all sorts of stuff. So we've had chameleons before. A hedge, dude. My Pretty sister hedgehogs. That's all I wanted to know about now. Dude, Debbie, dude <laughs> she, hang on. Just a side note about my sister yeah. and hedgehogs. So you know that I make a lot of videos that I post online, and I you know see how many views they get and whatever. She has a video of a hedgehog yawning. That has like 20 million views. Uh, can we link that to the comments? I'm going to try and find okay. it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And my sister, your girlfriend, would probably fall madly in love. My, my sister and Nick apparently are having some torrid yeah. online Hey, we're man. just friends, all right? We're besties. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that from the Reyes episode. No, it's, it's yeah, it's ongoing enough. He keeps a picture of my niece behind him just for fun. So that's my niece. Did you know she's wearing earmuffs? My sister suggested that uh, my sister loves this podcast for some stupid reason. She likes me for some weird reason, and uh, she, she her daughter's one of those miracle babies. And she's like, "Hey, it would be cool if you hung a picture." Just joking, she was being a smartass. Hang a picture of my daughter in the background. That would be super awesome. But she's got to wear earmuffs because y'all's language is a little harsh. <laughs> my sister's super super conservative Christian gal, which. I love her to death, and I'm also a Christian, but I'm not, I, the word fuck is not going to uh-huh. change if I go to heaven or hell. And if you believe the word fuck change you go to heaven or hell, you're even more warped than I am. And I'm pretty fucking warped. Yeah, it's pretty fucking yeah. cute, baby. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> can you believe that thing has the same jeans as me? Mm, I don't think you could fit into jeans that small. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh, there's two no. things that tell you that's not my niece. She's cute, and she has a full head of hair. Yeah. Motherfucker, man. That baby came out <laughs> with more hair than, I mean, that thing had a bushy, bushy head, so... <laughs> Um, as long I mean, as she doesn't have a beard like you. Oh, dude, that'd be kind of weird. That'd be yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah. Or she'd make a lot of money. So Hurricane Ike was, excuse me, Harvey. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. Harvey. Dude, it was super stressful here, Nick. I don't know if I yeah. told you how hard it got up. We actually, every we set an alarm for about every two or three hours. We would judge it based off the rainfall coming. Every two or three hours, we had to wake up and check the water uh, to make sure how high it was. We had my car on jack stands in the garage. We had everything uh, lifted up, and uh, Nick, you know where the driveway well enough. The wa- water was past Val's back tires halfway up the, uh, her car as far as distance, not height-wise. So uh, it, it definitely made us nervous, man. I've seen, In Houston, yeah. you see a lot of rain events. Man, yeah, but like, I just don't want people to think we're sounding like we're whining about our situation because oh, it's 100, 200 times worse Five feet down the road from the drop zone, five feet from, you know. Yeah, dude. Uh, Rick yeah. Poplinger had water yeah, halfway yeah. up his house. Yeah. Steve Sanders had water four feet um, in his house. Uh, Barbados or Barbados, Bardos. Yeah, uh, yeah it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And 
uh, Jose right behind Irma yeah. is going to hit them also. Yeah. That island's going to be... So I don't know if you know this. There's three hurricanes, two major hurricanes yeah, out there right now. Kashia is in the Gulf about to cross Mexico. Mexico. And it's a one, which is it's still a hurricane, but it's nothing. Uh, Irma, I think everybody knows about Irma, is about to d- dance straight up the East Coast and then head into Knoxville, Tennessee. And by the time it's there, it's just rain. Yeah. Um, and then Jose is right behind by about two days, three days of Irma. And it's just going to curve much sooner. Yeah. So it's not going to affect anybody after Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico might get some rain and wind, maybe not tons off of current models. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, Jose is about to bomb the Caribbean. Yeah. Francisco is in Puerto Rico right now, and he I think we got the okay Sweet. today so that he's all right. I was going to ask, how is he doing? Yeah, I'm guessing his family's all right. Yeah, so. I heard 180 mile an hour sustained winds. Maybe. I saw 185 was the highest report I saw. That's insane to imagine. Yeah. Like, just to think about when you're flying head down, you're going 180 miles an yeah. hour and how the wind feels. Yeah. That you could, that that's what it's like outside at the house. Yeah. That's, it's, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> well, you'll be outside Yeah, you'll your be outside house. your house yeah, pretty yeah, quick. Yeah. yeah. Man. Dude, Mini P just joined us on Facebook. We got to throw out a shot to uh, our boy, Mini P. Do we have uh, to? Yes, mm. dude. So I'm heartbroken because Ben I is... I miss you, man. I miss you, Benny. I love Benny you, Hanna. Man. You're my little Benny I Hanna. You, ben. I like yeah. to eat you with chopsticks. Um, ben is the manager at Spaceland Houston, and we unfortunately had our buddy at Dallas move on, uh, visa issues. And so he's there up temporarily. So those of you who know Ben or Mini P, our, our assistant uh, producer, I don't really have a title for him, which is a bullshit name. Uh, he's going to be gone for a while. So the, the plan for me, Nick and Ben to do the occasional once every one or two months, uh, three way, um, no, three, some turn out again, baby. I call middle. Uh, we're going <laughs> to Eiffel Tower the fuck out of Nick. No, man. Uh, oh, Nick. No, it's a man train. Don't you know how this works? Uh, the manipede, uh, the human centipede. With penises. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Mint paste or cuttlefish? Uh, so what you're talking about, are you going to say that we're going to Skype? You're going to say that we're going to get no, naked and no. show each other our naughty bits? What do you mean? We're just not going to have uh, Ben around for a little bit until Ben comes back. We're not going to do the Three Stooges episodes again, which is what You I mean we're not going to have Ben around until Ben comes back? Ben won't be here until he's here. Are you sure? I think that's the clarification. Is this real life? <laughs> Science. Oh, DJ just turned off his microphone. So, DQ, hey. tell me more about uh, XRW. That's something uh, that not many people do. A lot more are doing it nowadays, but uh, I will say that there is a few people doing it uh, out of the skydiving world. So, where did you first hear about XRW? The first XRW jumps that I saw, I think, were the original xrw jumps which were the chaos 27 that they jumped which jeffro i noticed you have an awesome poster jeffro another one of my swoop heroes on the wall um they jumped he's a, a beast dude dude that I, video that he just posted of the jet ski the jet ski that was like Jesus, first try oh and my like god it's jeffro so you're like but whoever that sea driver was did awesome because it wasn't jc and if you know about landing on the back of vehicles like that Pretty much everyone hires JC if it's for a a big event, and it wasn't JC, so I would say he did a, a killer job on that. But uh, so yeah, first XRW jump um, <laughs> was watching them in Eloy, I think, or outside of Eloy, jumping a super small canopy with tiny wingsuits and barely getting next to each other, 
And then I think a few years went by before the P, like PD team started doing it, seeing it more often where they're doing it with like dive trims and stuff so, like, or trim tech. What do you call them? Like, oh, chokes on you, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so if, if you're just listening yeah. to this, I killed DJ's mic. He turned off his mic and tried to storm out like a little baby boy. So I turned off his mic. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, keep laughing. Nobody can even hear you. <laughs> so the first time I saw XRW was when it was on the cover of Parachutist. Okay. I didn't I didn't know it was a thing before yeah. that. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, why the fuck would they put a photoshopped picture on the front <laughs> of Parachutist? This is so stupid. And then I looked in and saw more photos was like holy shit this i didn't even know this was possible yeah and that wasn't that long ago it's still pretty mind-blowing doing it each time like seeing it um but uh yeah it was they were doing it with velos and comp velos and stuff that are nowadays the only person doing it is will and is doing it with 60 pounds of weight on and going crazy but it's amazing what he's doing with it uh but it was like Jessica, JT, and those guys all doing stuff with like the Dubai guys, the wingsuits from Dubai and stuff. And back then, it was the biggest suit you had with the smallest canopy you had loaded up as much weight as you can or trim tabs on the front risers to make that thing dive with the wingsuiters. And now we're doing it with shit. People are doing it like Guru with slow Valkyries and stuff. That's just a rip on Guru, but no, <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing it, which technically is a slower for XRW would be slower, yeah, like yeah. A seventy-five or seventy-nine. I started doing them on a seventy-nine Valkyrie loaded at three-two, three-three. Um, Remember when when loading something at two was a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, when I first started <laughs> jumping, nobody's gonna jump smaller than a one twenty. Uh, there was one or two guys on the DZ on on some DZs that had smaller than one twenty, but no, there's no, this isn't happening. Uh, under a 120 is just ridiculous. Um, and then at some point, over 2.0 is ridiculous. Over 2.4 became. And now I have a good handful, a, a, a probably two or three handful of friends who jump three plus all yeah, the time. I did two sport jumps, I two high poles on my Petra, and I'm loaded at 3.5, 3.4 without weight on. One, so how many jumps <laughs> do you have? I, it's a lot of rehashing right here. How Jumps total? Yeah. Uh, 5,200 and some. 5,200 yeah. jumps, and you've been jumping effectively for seven years. Yeah. And Two winners off, yeah. You still giggle like a fucking 12-year-old <laughs> bitch who just got asked out to prom <laughs> every <laughs> time much. you land that Petra. Every every time you land that Petra, yeah. you, you, you laugh like a fucking 16-year-old girl asked out for prom. Yeah, I also giggle like that when I land tandems and stuff, too. But, you also uh, giggle like that when your dog poos in the water. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, definitely uh, on landings, I am giggling the whole time. So, uh. I I got busted and called out recently because I was singing "When a Man Loves a Woman Under Canopy" and they heard me singing that. I used to sing. I can't remember the song. I used to sing on landing, like through my setup, mm-hmm. and it like became like I gotta be saying this word as I go into my break surge and do the like and it just felt right like singing it and like yeah but you use it for your tempo and yeah, i can't yeah. remember what it was but somewhere in my life when a man loves a woman my canopy is a woman yeah. by the way became a song icing under canopy and it's not like it's uncommon what's the second most common song icing under canopy it's really retarded sesame street theme song uh, i'm just i'm not i was whistling that I, I feel like i've heard you sing a different song in the airplane 
Oh, there's a few songs I have I like to sing. Um, Everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we sing that in the plane. You, you know, Mike, do you like singing? <laughs> oh, no, do you God. like music? You, like music? <laughs> you want me to sing? Oh. I thought you said you like music. Oh, Hanky Poo. <laughs> oh, Hanky Poo. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> what were we just talking about? Singing? Oh, no, I, w- I had a, a singing habit under canopy, and then I stopped out of embarrassment when I was watching video with, with people <laughs> of, you know, oh, let's watch. Oh, well, hang on. Don't stop it. I'm going to watch. Let's watch my, I want to watch my turn, you know? And yeah. then you hear me singing some shitty fucking rap lyrics to no music, and it's like, oh, I'm, I look like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah, there's a period where I was. I would have a, what is it, like a little shuffle or yes. something? Yeah, mm-hmm. I had one of those Yeah, and would rock Slayer from top to bottom, every high pole, and just, I think Raining Blood is like the version <laughs> I had was like five and a half minutes, and it was just perfect for, turn it as the last group leaves before you hit play. and For the longest it. time, I had a speaker in the right ear of my G2, and I had a shuffle in the mouth liner. So every now and then you see <laughs> me grab my helmet to talk to somebody, and people thought it was so I could talk better. It was actually I was pausing the music, or sometimes I would fast forward or, or change yeah. music that way. And so I, I had one in my ear. You can't hear it in free fall. If you ever listen to music under canopy, people do not listen through earbuds. No. Don't put something in that stops your hearing. If you're yeah. listening to music while you're skydiving, don't listen to music so loud that you can't hear people under parachutes. Yeah, have it turned down. You should hear everybody around you. Yeah, I, I think times were high poles, and then I lost it on a jump, so I stopped using. No, it. I had a few <laughs> thousand jumps before I ever listened to music, uh-huh. uh, and I I have the same little iPod shuffle with one earbud in, so I have one ear open to what's happening. And yes. even in the airplane, I almost always have a pause. And then I listen to it in free fall, and then my parachute opens, and I pause it because I want to pay attention to, to traffic. But uh, so I don't think I wouldn't suggest a new jumper does d- d- do that. Thank you. I think it takes a lot of experience before you add in that sort of a distraction. I mean, say, same reason why we wouldn't have someone jump a camera right away. You know, yeah. it's just another thing that's going to complicate your thoughts when something goes wrong, or complicate your uh, you know your procedures, or just something else you're paying attention to other than all the stuff you train to do when, when it all goes wrong. So uh, definitely not something I'd endorse. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I know on, on focus jumps, when I say focus jumps, I don't necessarily mean uh, like super high intense jumps. I'm going to go out on, on a big way doing something. Uh, it's the first time I've done this type of jump, even though it's low key and chill. It's the first time I've explored this avenue. Um, I haven't jumped for three weeks. Uh, things like that. And three weeks is not very long in some people's eyes, but to you and I, it's a very long yeah. time. But uh, even that time frame, my first several jumps back, I won't listen to music because I have found I do and have been distracted by the music. Um, yet to a point where it's been an issue, I'm not going to sit there and act like it's tried to kill me, but it's distracted me enough that I've not performed some of the standards that I want to perform, whether it's safety. Uh, it's actually, in my case, always been to uh, skill because I'm distracted by the song, not paying yeah. attention to the skill set I need. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed for a while that I would like fuck you, Ben Nelson. With Sorry. <laughs> I, I always agree to that. Um, <laughs> it would like I would, it would zone out from it almost too during my turn. It yeah, I I'd be in the middle of my turn. I didn't hear the music, and then as I planned out, it would come back. So it was almost pointless to have it on because that's the point I wanted to listen to it. Well, are, are you saying turn. that you would listen? Yeah. You would lose it because you were going fast and uh, there was a lot of no, noise, or like just I, your focus? You'd miss the music. Focus, okay, that's yeah, what I, that, that's what I would thought you meant. Because 
had the same thing. Yeah, but then also it got to a certain point where I noticed I'd have to either wear a full face, which I hate swooping, wearing my full face. Uh, if I couldn't hear actually hear the music just because of the wind coming into the helmet. So, uh, yeah, it's pointless. What, what do you not like about a full face? For swooping, I I just visual like for me I can see the mouthpiece. It's just okay. uh, just the those little things. Uh, I love my Protec full coverage Protec. <laughs> you, you rock it. You Chin rock strap, your Protec. Super I've protective. It really is. Bang my head off the side of the pond, stuff like that, um, and it works. It's actually made to protect. <laughs> Let's be real. Protec is one of the dorkiest <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, skydiving yeah. helmets on the market. It is also one of the most no. protective skydiving helmets. Do, no. Don't shake your head, no DQ. You I don't have the it. eyebrows anymore, Ivy. Dude, the eyebrows <laughs> made the I need new ones now. Yeah, like Ivy, so, yeah. buy him, buy him eyebrows. Yeah. Um, but dude, it is the most protective helmet on the market. It yeah, truly yeah. protects yeah. your grape. And then just for swooping, I like it. If I were to use a full face for swooping, I would take off the visor, just because it's something else on there that. I like the wind in my face. That's part of it too, I guess. Is I really like like tandems. I don't know you probably notice I mm-hmm. rarely ever wear a, yeah, a full rock, face. Rocking those shades, son. I love it. This something about it. And being able to like I like for that reason being able to talk to the student without going, What did you say? or you know, it's just back and forth. Yeah. I like for tandems, um I, I definitely dig the availability of a full face for tandems. Um, I, I landed on a tandem one day, didn't think much of it. It was a sunset jump. The next morning, I'm training a buddy, Eric Anderson. I think you know Eric. Yeah, yeah. We're doing his uh, tandem emergency procedure review for recurrency. And as we're doing that, I pull out a pair of goggles to talk about goggles, and they're my student goggles, and they're covered, or they're my yeah. sunglasses, right? I pull out my sunglasses because I'm about to get on load, and they're covered in snot. And I think, <laughs> I don't remember having a snot blowout. Yeah. And if you've ever skydived, man, in free fall, snot will literally get pulled out of your nose, sucked out, and blow up your face, and it happens. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I don't remember having a snot blowout on my last jump. Didn't think anything of it. Left it be. And then later on, I go downstairs to clean it in the bathroom. I'm like, well, I'm going to clean my student goggles while I'm at it. And I grabbed my student goggles, and they were worse. <laughs> that moment, I realized my student yeah. snotted on my face. And within a couple of days, I was sick as fuck. Yeah. Um, so a full face helmet, dude, just for the sickness that goes on. Yeah. I, uh, ever since Clint's little incident. Oh my God. Can I express my satisfaction of of building that moment? Tell me the story. I don't, what's Oh, you don't know that? Oh man. I I bet I could, uh, I know I have the video of it somewhere, but but ever since then I've kept my helmet handy because I read my students, which that you can't read, but for the, if they're sniffling, coughing and stuff, if I grab my helmet, it's right there. This kid just had a yeah. crazy sinus blowout. blowout just crazy bloody nose blood, all over his yeah. face and it was flying up yeah. and getting on, uh, <laughs> on Clint's <laughs> face. Yeah, so. And it, I was back flying yeah. right, be- right beneath it. Like I even went in for the close-up of his, of his bloody face because I was <laughs> loving every bit of it. And man, I think anyone else, any other instructor, would have played this off a little bit better. Like, I think happens. Clint for sure did the worst anyone could do with it. Of like, <laughs> yeah, no, like it's like getting mad at someone for throwing up on you. It's like, sure, yeah. you're not gonna be psyched about it, but it's like you can't be a fucking asshole it's... to him. He didn't do it on purpose. He no. wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna save yeah. this bloody snot rocket for this guy. 
It's like, hey, he probably mm. isn't all that psyched that that's his yeah, face yeah, yeah. in his video either. <laughs> but if, when you land, you don't have to be a dick to the poor kid. Shove him away. And it's like, yeah. grow, grow up. I had to do straight up vomit on my face. And when we landed, I was like, dude, it happens. No big deal. And if you know how I feel about touching my face. Yeah. The dude did it me. I felt bad for him. I felt truly. The dude vomited on his first guy. I was like, yo, bro, I'm sorry it happened to you. Don't worry. It happens all the time. It was my first puker, by the way. My first puker vomited on my face. <laughs> and How did this happen? I tell him to vomit under his arm. If you've never done tandems, if somebody's going to puke, tell him to vomit <laughs> under, for example, their right arm. And then you turn left to, to vomit, right, okay, to turn yeah. away. My kid vomits under his arm. And in the middle of, like, he starts. And as soon as he starts, he fans to his left. But he doesn't fan straight across. <laughs> his head goes up like he's blowing Word. vomit up to the sky. So <laughs> it's, it's like the show at the Bellagio. <laughs> And as he so vomits he, up, it goes he made up a puke rainbow famous. is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank God Puking my mouth was rainbow, shut. Because it was on rainbow, my lips, dude. Rainbow. I felt... I, yeah. On my lips. I actually... If, puking guy if, in the sky. If students <laughs> ask me about puking and stuff, or they say I'm not good on roller coasters, I actually tell them if they go down their jumpsuit and don't get any on me, I will walk into the pro shop and buy them a t-shirt. And I've done it twice now. And it is a miracle worker to not get any puke outside. And I, on video, like they've landed and their video can still be done because all the pukes inside their jumpsuit. That's, and for the a harness second, doesn't have to be cleaned. And for a second, yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. And for a second, uh, they 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 don't look so bad covered in puke. That's such a funny moment yeah. to walk up to yeah. with a camera because it's like, <laughs> We're like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get close <laughs> to the instructor, and it's like, God, why is this asshole not landing next to me? <laughs> and then I'm running yeah. over, and it's like, hey, let's give him a minute. Yeah. I know puke on him. That's really funny for me. Yeah, dude. And, I- my first puker, actually, I was wrong. I had 20, 30 tandems. We landed, and she puked after we landed. We landed. I disconnected her, and y'all know Alex O'Connor. I walked away and said, I smell Doritos. <laughs> she had thrown Doritos oh. all over the landing area. Man, I can't remember her name, but she it was after or before <laughs> Miranda ran the deli. Oh, I miss her. Uh, but she had these big pizzas that they would make, and these tandem students were Did told. No, nah, uh, and they maybe... She was shorter and she jumped for a bit. Kind of, I can't remember. But uh, she, uh, they, they were really good pizzas, but they ate the entire pizza, mainly this one dude, on the 25 minute call, 20 minute call, because they're told you're going to have to. And so they scarfed this thing down. Oh. The dude puked as soon as he landed. And for about a week, we watched that pizza disappear from the landing area of, from the I, ants. I remember and, this. Yeah, and it looked yeah. like a pizza. And we put a cone by it so everyone knew, like, there's the Don't pizza. Don't land on the yeah, pizza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, not Gwen. What was man? Was Colette. 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 Yeah, Colette Todd. <laughs> the white Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> I, she landed one time, and the hay was like. Colette wasn't a jumper, was she? She she made like thirty jumps or so. Yeah, she, she got licensed at one point. Yeah, or maybe was working at her soloed and stuff. But uh, she landed out in the student field when the hay was like ten feet tall, and she was short. Yeah, and we couldn't see her, and so we. We're like, is she all right? Because she didn't always land the best. So I hopped on the four-wheeler and cruised out there. And I was standing on that four-wheeler and was about 15 feet from her before I saw her. That's how thick the hay was. And then she asked for a ride. And I was like, nope, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say. on the landing area, I thought you were going to yeah. say you ran her over. <laughs> okay, yeah. Almost. Her. Almost. That's how close oh, it was. Oh, dude, yeah. man. She really, yeah. she really is the white Gwen. There's almost yeah. everybody who's owned the deli been young jumpers. 
And Gwen and her are both the uh, more mature ladies, just a nice, easy way to say it, middle-aged ladies, uh, who really have kind of motherly slash lunch lady styled taken over the deli. Like she, um, You're totally the lunch lady. I, I, I walk in and expect you to go, would you like some sloppy joes? Um, they had sloppy, sloppy joes. Sloppy joes. Did you ever listen to those Adam Sandler CDs? Yes. The first time I listened to it was on a family camping trip, like our family like reunion camping trip, and my cousin, we were like, second or third grade had it on cassette and we sat up all night with each of us like i think we broke his headphones so we each of us could have a headphone you know you did that yeah yeah. and each of us like i had the right side he had the left and we just listened to that shit all night i want to say it was rob parker this is like three days ago rob (laughs) parker i showed him lunch ladyland he had never he didn't know that adam sandler did cds before he did movies that shit is still super funny like the snl chris farley skit that they do as chris farley dressed up as the lunch lady really yes. i don't think i've ever seen that it's on it's got to be on youtube yeah yeah like it's amazing but yeah I'm, so skydiving yeah mr p <laughs> is, is, is skyping this or googling this. Lady. <laughs> figured it out He'll, it's nice because anything we ask him to, <laughs> to queue up I know I can go back later on tonight and watch. Actually, tonight I will not be doing that because Nick, I will be playing Destiny's Child till God three in the morning last well, night. Congratulations, you're yeah. still a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> he gets mad every time I bring up the fact that I like video games. Do you, are you uh, a gamer? Kind of. Oh God, it's so painfully I'm, boring to listen. I'm to. not. Ivy's giving me a weird look. I game as I play. I play, it used to be Tiger Woods, now it's some other dude's name, but I play golf. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, Rory McIlroy, and I play steep. steep. Yep. So I, I wingsuit, ski, snowboard, and golf. I do all the things we say. I don't really wingsuit in real life. Dude, but, I found, remember yeah. all those pictures on steep that we were taking that I could find yeah. launch points? Dude, have you seen this video game steep where you do wingsuit proxy flight? Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen you guys play it in the packing room. Oh, dude, that's so much fun. It's super fun. It's like, I feel like I'm Luke Hively at that point. Like, dude, I'm like swooping and Man. dragging. Excuse me. I have the, I'm going to start burping on the podcast again. Great. Uh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ivy's a bigger gamer than I am. She's good. So, yeah. She's making faces at you. Yeah. It's funny because Ivy refuses to make any sounds, so much so that she's mouthing words. Because I, I don't think that <laughs> you, was picked up on my. You want to get all up on this microphone right now? You want to switch me seats? Yeah, I think you should. I, th- I think, man, I think people on Facebook should really speak up and say, Ivy, like, get on camera and get on mic. And uh, people, if she doesn't, maybe you should stop using her as a packer and start boycotting her. Oh, Ooh. don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's my faux money. Wait, wait. Sorry, that's how DQ eats dinner, and we need to keep his XRW wing loading. Yeah. So XRW is where we were at yeah, the entire yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You watched all these innovators and, and the descriptions you gave, and eventually you decided to get into XRW. It, it was from the time I first started getting on cross braces, it was always a, like, I want to do that. You know, that's a goal. But I always thought I'm not going to get there because I have to be on a really small canopy. And sure. at the time being 2.2, 2.3 on a 103 or a 96 was crazy to me. And I was just like, this is enough. I don't why would I have to go faster than this? This is as fast as I can handle right now. And then just slowly progression started. The Valkyrie coming out and the Leia and stuff were a major influence in in stepping up that, getting on a Valkyrie uh, when I got the 79 and this really cute uh, 
Australian boy named Luke Rogers showed up. I love Luke Rogers. Yeah, I miss Luke. Hopefully he's going to be here soon. So that yeah. motherfucker, Luke Rogers, if you know Luke Rogers, Luke Rogers, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, Luke Rogers is talking about coming and actually doing the podcast. Hit him up. Tell him he needs to come do this. I want to yeah. hear some of his stories and what yeah. he's done to excel as a wingsuiter. Yeah, that dude kills it. And I don't think if it was anyone else besides some of the top guys like Luke that me on a 79 for those first attempts would have happened. It would have been a lot of chasing or me hanging on fronts and stuff like that, where Luke was able to just be right there and, and help me do what I want to do. And then moving down to like a 71 Valkyrie and then a, finally onto a 69 Petra just makes everything so just, much easier. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't want to say the R word. It's ridiculous is the R word I want to use. Uh, <laughs> for It's just, it blows my, every time I do it, it I I get the shakes still from doing it and before and after. It's one of those where it's Why? just. Why? What, what, I mean, what is it? Man, seeing a wingsuiter next to you flying. My, my very first tandem was unlike any other tandem. It was a 14-way round, which was cool enough. And then we opened up. And this is 2003, so mm. <laughs> Ivy's got the cans on. Uh, see, I know the tech talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cans. Um, but uh, we had my buddy Mike Berwick buzz us on my first tandem, flew underneath us in his wingsuit in 2003, and it was that was amazing to see. But now that I can look over and look at uh, Luke or Kimball or now Kyle or all these dudes that are showing up for our camps that are killing it that I can look over and just see their face they're stoked it's almost like taking a tandem student I guess for the first jump first XRW jump just staring at someone going holy shit you still have to pull your parachute and I have to land this thing and we're touching each other I'm standing on your back or even I'm deploying you now. And said and done, yeah. you're under parachute and they're in free fall. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the bottom that, line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, holy cow! And it's it's gone beyond the XRW um, static flight. You know, flying the formations. Yeah, People yeah. are doing dynamic flight where where wingsuiters are diving and turning and carving, and canopy pilots are doing the same and staying together in proximity and brushing up against each other. Yeah, it was man. It's crazy saying it, it was Kyle's 500th jump, wow. <laughs> which is insane to say. This is, and this is a couple months ago. It was hand dock, uh, surf dock. So I'm standing on his back, and then Anthony Zerbonia, Zerbon, Zerbonia, Zerbonia, came locking right up five feet off my right shoulder, and we did a big 360 carve and. I I wanted to. I could have reached out and grabbed Anthony at the same time. Dude, that video dude, footage like, from Anthony yeah, was yeah. sick. We're just carving next to each other, and it's sick. it's it's like we're it's almost like we're doing an angle. I guess we're doing a dynamic. You know, we're, yeah. we're I hate that word dynamic because but it's a very descriptive word yeah. and it's appropriate in this case. I just, I just always think of tunnel flying when I think of that word. So I get you. Yeah. I get you. Oh, those stupid tunnel turds. Oh, yeah, you hate the tunnel. Don't they you? all kiss boys. I do. Yeah. I'm just jealous. They're kissing all. <laughs> what is it? What is it you hate about tunnels? I don't. It, I don't hate the tunnel because. Every time I've flown it, all two of them, all 20 minutes that I have, uh, I was giggling like after a swoop, especially in my high flight from Jay. Yeah, I want to tell that story. Yeah. Were you yeah. there? No, okay, I skipped so that one. Okay, uh, so it's a Spaceland party. It's Christmas yeah. party, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the one before that that was just like 
they invited a bunch of staff uh, to just come. for fun. Thing, yeah, just right? like okay. late night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they got us like three hours or some yeah, ridiculous yeah, some, amount of tunnel time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jay, I think I think he was still working there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. every everyone's watching DQ because it's his first time yeah. in the tunnel, and Jay's giving a high flight, and Jay is going balls to the wall with it, right? So everyone's pushed up against the glass. Everybody's everybody's staring at him, and then DQ in a moment of pure brilliance does the circle on his leg yes yeah. it got all of us it I was, remember that. yeah he swung funny. me around like how they do on the high flight yeah, yeah. i forgot good. about the circle on the leg yeah. part i remember the story yeah, that that's a funny thing that n- neither you or any of our guests have played that game to the world what that game right there that one right there because i actually don't play the game yeah. no it's i play the punch you in the dick game but that's, yeah. yeah yeah that's another game that it's a different game <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you really don't know this people if you want to play the game you're welcome to play the game but if you punch somebody in the dick you're open game to punch somebody in the dick and mm. if you don't want to play the game we don't play it with you yeah but i have a group of probably 12 or 15 friends who play this game and randomly you can be standing there and just get slapped in the nuts and get put on the ground yeah i don't play but i do support rob wallace getting hit in the nuts Amen. So, so there's yeah. plenty of our friends in Saipan who listen to this. <laughs> and anybody who can give me video of Rob Wallace getting slapped in the nuts. Rob's on vacation right now. Rob yeah. is not listening to this, nor will he ever listen to this. If you can give me video of Rob Wallace getting punched in the nuts, unknowingly, unwittingly, I will send you a prize well worth your time. So uh, get on it, Braden. <laughs> Braden. Mr. Man. Peterson. Yeah. Pants. Yeah, Braden, Tommy, Adam, Tom, yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, Brad Patterson was there. He's gone. He was uh, Rob Rob's roommate in Paris and uh, very good buddies with Siam. But Rob, Bob, the, the Brad is somewhere else now. I, he's still with us. <laughs> he's not he's with us anymore. <laughs> so, dude, can you believe Hoops getting married? What? Uh, you know that, right? I do now. You do. You did. You not know that? No. Uh, Hoop just uh, absolutely. Uh, Hoop just signed in, so it brought brought it up for me a little bit weird, but. Um, who? Oh, hi, DQ. I said, I said, hi, DJ. Trudy Harris Levesque. My aunt. Your aunt. Aunt. Your aunt. aunt. Your aunt says hi. Hi, um, dude, hi Trudy. You, seriously, Hoop's getting married again. This time, like, for love. Ooh. Not for, like, some evil succubus. Nice. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know which one you're talking about. She's grown a lot, and she's in a very happy place now, but as she was with Hoop, she was an evil succubus. I will openly say that, so <laughs> thank you. Um, I have not said her name, so it's not slander yet. <laughs> um, dude, uh, anyways, what were we talking about? XRW. Yeah. <laughs> so you once think that people can't do it. Big suit, tiny canopy. That's yeah. where we were at. And now there's people out there legitimately buying what is considered medium or small, large suits. Yeah. And, and people are actually downsizing suits, going like, I don't need my big suit for XRW. I, I want to get my smaller suit. For sure. Uh, what's the Squirrel ATC now? Yes. Is that? And I've even heard people using like the Funk too. Yes. And, and even I think the smaller one than the Funk, if there's one. But mm-hmm. they're really small people using it with heavy wing loadings, but it's showing that yeah. you don't have to be on a Freak 2 or a... Tony RJD2B579, whatever his serial numbers it are. It was the Tony R2D2 yeah. and the C3PO. Yes, yeah. They, he's, what? Yeah. No. No, no, no. He's, he's got it. I was like, Jesus, no, I know there are Star Wars nerds yeah, around, but. No, he does have Lord. like the Jedi and he's got like weird names for him and stuff. And then like 
the R bird, the T bird, yeah. and then there'll be like one model. He'll just change the name a little bit, and there's like now the fog hat, and, but, the R two yeah. or V two V two version two, yeah, yeah, R two V two R two version two revision yeah. two, and yeah. um, but yeah, so stupid. You can use all sorts of different sizes now, for the most part. It's a small range, but it is a lot of sizes. Canopy in in suits. So Anthony, the kid, Anthony Zerboni, yeah, yeah, is going to yeah. be joining us sometime soon. Uh, I'm going to ask him more about this. He'll know maybe better answers. But is it mainly because canopy pilots are flying more aggressive wings that are better with it, or is it because wing wingsuit technology is aligned for floatier wings with the smaller sizes? I, it's both, obviously. Yeah, I think obviously a little bit of both. Uh, I think the biggest thing with the wingsuits is now they're taking all the, I don't know what's going on. People are laughing around me. Oh, we're just talking about your mustache on oh. the internet. Don't worry about it. It's oh. not a big deal. It's beautiful. I heard that there may or may not be a large caterpillar living on your upper lip. Yeah. The flavor saver. <laughs> Cookie duster. <laughs> have have you seen the video on YouTube, How to Kill a Mustache? Uh. Oh, my God. I'm going to put it in the comments. I did, and I'm gonna I did see it on Reddit. It was a, a coffee cup for having a mustache. So it's got like a little protector that goes <laughs> so you can like sip your yes. coffee. Uh, they actually uh, make uh, different drinking attachments to drink. Uh, whatever it is with a mustache, it's like yours. Yeah. I always, I've always tried to keep my trim off my lip. That's the one thing. As long as I can grow a beard, my mustache will grow that long too, and I have to trim it. It yeah, drives me nuts. It was pretty long, and Ivy made me trim it up. You did, because yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting and straggly. Out What's the up ends? with girls not liking mustaches? Yeah. She loves it now. The way it was, dude. There's like three long. It was like cat whiskers hanging out. Yeah, dude, I've I've had multiple women, uh, strangers, typically tandem students, the likes thereof, who say something about my beard, and at some point go, "Well, what's your wife think of your beard?" And I've actually taken much pleasure in saying it this exact way, like, "A, not that it should matter to you or it's any of your business, but my wife prefers my beard, and anytime I've shaved my beard off, she gets upset—not upset, but she gets no. bothered. She'd rather me have a beard; it hides the ugly. Um, are you the same way? Would you rather him have facial hair?" And that's the thing that blows my mind is people who can't like I, I understand if you don't prefer it or you don't like it, that's good for you. But why just because you don't like it doesn't mean Ivy or Valerie aren't gonna like yeah. it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I just do what she tells me. Yeah, do whatever that so makes, weird. Whatever makes her happy. What? Just that we all have ladies. And you just gotta do everything you can to make them happy all the time. It's just like avoiding misery by making them happy. That's life. See, that's where I found the secret to life. You find a woman who's very easy to keep happy. Yeah. That's the secret to life. If you can find the woman who's very easy to keep happy, Valerie, dude, is so content and so easy, so easygoing. Um, I mean, if you you hang out with me. Imagine you've got to be easy to deal with. Truth. So. I mean, no, man. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? I live with me. I'm an asshole. I, I, I yeah, yeah. So fuck that yeah. shit. She, so. she deals with enough that I can do whatever it takes. So yeah. No, all you, sappy and stuff. I, I think I don't know how it, any woman puts up with any man, really. Yeah, and any skydiver man for that. Dude, I, we're grown ass children. It, I don't know how you're <laughs> She's shaking her head yeah. and looking frustrated. I know Val jumps and. Sam, right? Sam. Yeah, Sam. She doesn't, she, but no. like I, I think I Ivy's able to understand and realize what I I do because she's from skydiving too. So, well, you also Her, jump. Yeah, she, yeah. 
you don't jump a lot. You're not super active, but you you got how many jumps? Sixty four, which you say about sixty four, and in our world, it's not a huge number, but in the world, sixty four skydives is a huge number. And I hear so many young jumpers say, "Well, I only got forty eight in." And I love the humble attitude. I love the humble learning process through. I only have forty eight. But own the fact that, like, bro, you've actually jumped out of a plane 48 times. That's how stupid you really are. And survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where where is the common sense in jumping out of a perfectly good airplane? Now, where's the fun in it? Oh, yeah. Fuck common sense, bitch. Yeah. Um, but you've jumped out of a plane 64 times. Own it. You know, I only have 64. No. You got 64 jumps, woman. I almost said B, but I don't want her to punch me. Huh. Rabbit punch my kneecaps. <laughs> she's small, but I bet she's furious. There's a, a mean hook. <laughs> yeah, left hook. Uh, Ivy's wishing right now jab. that she stayed home. So, Ivy, you saw on Facebook, plenty of people said that you should actually get on and talk. So, um, there, there, the, uh-huh. the, the crowd has spoken. <laughs> I don't have anything to do. I don't know what I'll do. You can act like that it's Mo and you're yelling at Mo. <laughs> Mo. <laughs> or Ricky, and you can bring him out in a field and yell at him. I'm just <laughs> waiting, man. What? That's a it's an inside joke. Oh. I don't know. I know Ricky has two states of being. One of them is packing very slow, and the other one is sleeping. Dude, oh, that dude. <laughs> I've shot rubber bands, and if you know, like, I can shoot a rubber band pretty damn hard. Oh, yeah. And I shot it two inches from his face, hitting the carpet while he was sleeping, and he didn't flinch at all. And... I don't either we decided he's either the best actor in the world because of all the weird tendencies he has, like he's just act, playing this character, or he's the oddest, strangest person. So I'm. Leaning you think he him. might just be an undercover genius? Yeah, like there's, it's that close. Like you'd never know. Like in a genius actor, like he's playing this role of Ricky. It's the backwards like, Truman Show. He yeah. is putting on a show. Yeah, he's yeah, recording yeah. all of us. Oh, got yeah. it. Behind the cameras, he's like, "Watch what I do to these." I think it's like a stupid today. It's almost like a Joaquin Phoenix when he went all. Yeah. What, did you see that mockumentary? Yeah, I haven't seen the mockumentary, it's, but I remember dude, seeing interviews during that. Yeah. I want to watch. it. I remember he, when he was on the David Letterman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that you know that that media was all coming out before the movie was. You know, yeah, yeah. no one knew that they were making this movie. And uh, I remember seeing that interview and being like, "Man, why doesn't he just act?" normal because he's such a good actor you know like gladiator all of his movies uh he's a super talented actor and i had thought like man if he really is uh pretending like why isn't he doing a better job yeah because he's i mean <coughs> actors i think it takes a certain amount of just crazy to be a good actor yeah to be able to fake your emotions so well but um oh shit i totally lost my train of thought you're talking. What's the mockumentary? First of all, because oh, I, I know the story, uh, but I didn't know there was a mockumentary based off the whole. Yeah, let me yeah, let me look I it can't up. Remember what it's called, but it's and it was um, what's his name? Casey was Casey Affleck. Part Casey of it? Affleck, I think, produced it. Yeah, or directed and was like it following him around with a camera half the time, and yeah, it was. What was his name again? The guy that you said on David Letterman, who was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that that was definitely a trip, man. It was it was extremely yeah. weird. Uh, who can pack faster, DQ or Ivy? Now, there. First of all, right now, currently, I'm gonna say Ivy. Yeah. Uh, for but sure. in the speed of their life, I'm gonna say DQ, and I've witnessed both of you. Yeah, I'd say it's really close. Oh, uh, yeah, I would like, say it's close. Yeah, yeah. But I say at y'all's yeah. fastest pace, DQ had you. Yeah. Right now, Ivy's got it. Yeah. But 
if Ivy, when Ivy gets to the experience level you had when you were that fast, I think you'll have them. Yeah. I think you will. And a big part of it is, is why jumpers today with 100 jumps are better than you were with 100 jumps, better than I was. You're learning better techniques and different tips than, than I've learned or, or vice versa of yeah. our other friends. So my Literally my first three years of packing were faking it because everyone thought I was this. Because I, I could pack for my mom. Like I flat pack for my mom and stuff or rolled pack for when I was a kid. But everyone's like, oh, he's a packer. And I showed up to the drop zone like, uh, I'm just going to load the first few days and like kind of stole packing techniques from the pros when I was a kid. So I really didn't know how to do like the whole pro pack thing. I taught myself by watching people. So It's one of the weirdest things, man. If you're ever working as a skydiver, you're ever working with jumpers, uh, when when I taught Zach Boyd how to skydive, the first thing I told him is everybody's going to assume. I, I hate working with DZO kids. I hate working with kids who grew up on drop zones uh, because people assume they know everything because they grew up on drop zones and they never teach them anything. And then they know nothing and they're afraid to ask. And I see it every mm. day. So, Zach, when it comes to training you, we're not going to do that. I'm going to assume you know nothing. However, I didn't teach him anything. I asked him questions, and if he knew the answers, I, I gave him the chance to know something. And and that's, man, when you're working as a skydiving instructor, and, and we have quite a few who listen to this, make sure when you're – just because they've been a packer for 20 years, just because they've grown up in the yeah. sport, just because they're around, doesn't mean they know yeah. shit. Zach Boyd, good, good jumper, good flyer, good kid. Uh, Zach Boyd – didn't know dick about skydiving. He had a very limited understanding when I did his first jump course. Obviously, he's done well for himself. Yeah. Spencer Denman, your newest packer, just because he's been around the, the DZ the whole time doesn't know anything. Now, he's a bright kid. I, I think yeah. he'll do just fine. Um, uh, as weird, as odd, as quirky as Sp- Spencer's listening right now, so I'm talking shit about Spencer. I love Hi, you, buddy. Hi, Spencey. Oh, dude, Spencer would be whatever he wants to be. He That kid is outstanding. He's an outstanding young man. Um, I forget where we went with, with that idea. Oh, but I do know where we were going with that idea. You've never met DQ's mother. <laughs> you know. Is uh, she watching? Yeah, so sure she your is. aunt mentioned something yeah. about she would love to meet Ivy. So Ivy, now there's family who would love to see you on camera and say hello to everybody. So no DQ's pressure aunt or anything. and mother thinks it would be wonderful if you would get on camera and say hello to the rest of the world. And this is a great chance for DQ's family to see what a wonderful young lady he ended up with. And not some scandalous whore Jezebel. Yeah, a, a strong, bold young woman who dares to be the in front of the camera. Farthest thing from it. A, a confident young woman Jezebel. who deserves her husband. Her, 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 their, their oh! <laughs> Man, uh, I heard her dropping the H-bomb. I yeah. thought that was something else. Uh, guys, I, I, I wasn't supposed to tell your aunt and your mother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DQ is engaged. Uh, no, no. Those of you on Facebook land, when you see DQ and IB, congratulate them on their most recent engagement. Oh, if you God. listen to this podcast. <laughs> She's going to kill you. Oh, dude. Have you ever uh, heard me make those pages in Manifest? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, first of all, do you know I do this all the time? Oh, yeah. I've heard, yeah. You, I've heard you make this if joke. If you ever, ever are on the drop zone. I thought you, you were saying about us. I was like, what? No, if you ever hear me make a page, hey, if you see Nick Law today, it's his birthday. Wish him happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I say it, it's a lie. Unless there's times where I'll, I'll actually say, hey, I know I'm usually joking around, but for real, if I acknowledge I'm usually full of shit and tell you I'm telling the truth this time I am. Uh, 
one day, so I, A, never listen to me on the mic when I announce somebody's birthday, anniversary, wedding party. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. And that's where it gets good because one day I actually announced two of our friends, Casper and Sam, and we won't say anything more about their last names because there's a lot of Casper and Sam. Sam Samapillo or whatever her name is. So how do you say Sam's last name? Sam Pillow. Sam Pillow. Did you say Sam Apillo? <laughs> Sam Apillo. Sam That's good. That's all right. I put one, two, three Dilla letters Pillow. in there. I was like, is there an extra letter between the... Uh, I announced on the PA, hey, guys, you know, it's Casper and Sam, blah, blah, blah. Congratulate them. They, they got a kid coming. And Sam walked in, beat red, laughing her ass off and goes, we just broke up, bro. <laughs> 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 I felt like I immediately like Sam was super cool about it. I immediately walked up to Casper and was like, uh, dude, I am so sorry. I'm an absolute asshole. And immediately Casper was like, dude, you had no clue. You didn't know. I really appreciate you coming to saying something right now. We're totally cool, especially because you did. Um, yeah. So congratulations to DQ and Ivy for being boyfriend and girlfriend. Is that better, Ivy? And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. <laughs> hey, so why don't you hop on the mic and say hello to DQ's Aunt Trudy? Uh, she doesn't want to. I feel so bad because I want to <laughs> pressure you into it, but I can tell how badly you don't want to, so I, I feel guilty. Just look into the camera, say hi, hey, come and on. sit back. Come here. Come here. Come here, little girl. Come here. Come, come on. Get close. Stand up. Put these on. I cannot believe we actually got this to happen. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Take the big... Take the big. <laughs> You see how he just slid it over there real quick? <laughs> so if you're just listening to this at home on the podcast, uh, Nick just completely changed chairs. He very, very sneakily snuck Ivy. Oh, just look at the camera. Oh, just talk to the... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Ivy, how you doing over there? I'm all right. How are you? You're all, I'm doing good. So Ivy, what do you do at Spaceland? I pack parachutes. You pack parachutes. And this is really kind of cool because you guys are kind of like a power couple. You're actually the head packer. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really odd because A, you are the smallest person on packing mat. Yeah. And B Well Spencer's I, the, there now. So. Spencer is taller. And up to Spencer, you're the youngest. Yeah. But yet you're the boss. Yeah. DQ, is she the boss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I remember you. I, I need oh one though. Gosh. Go I ahead. Tell the world my first memory of you. Uh, crying on the packing floor. <laughs> yeah, I Ivy showed up and she was packing on the side, just making side business, packing for some friends, packing for John Barry mm -hmm. and uh, Chris Brewer, and at some point broke down crying because <laughs> this packing shit is tough. And oh yeah, the people around you are assholes. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And now <laughs> you make them cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> Have you made anybody cry yet? No. <laughs> I know once or twice you've said you want to. Yeah. You said I'm going to make them cry. That's my goal. Yeah, no? Spencer, for sure. You're going to make Spencer cry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make Spencer he was, cry. He was, it might have just been all the sweat today, but he was close. Yeah, he was, no, he's doing good. Out, yeah. Spencer's doing really good. Dude, is he sweating? Is he pouring sweat? Oh. Remember uh, Mike? The sweater. Oh, jeez. Oh, Mike my God. He's been jumping again. A yes. Bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got a new he's vector recently. He got a new rig. Watching, yeah, Romero. He tunes in yeah. all the time, dude. Mike Romero. I've never seen anybody sweat like him. Yeah. And uh, well, Pedro. Oh, Pedro sweats <laughs> like today they're doing their little soccer volleyball game. And I was like, you know, falls here when Pedro's not sweating like a <laughs> like a ho. I don't know what you sweat like. Uh, uh, Jose. <laughs> like a Jose. <laughs> like a sinner in church. Yeah, like a sinner, like me in church. A whore in church. Yeah. Nick said sweating <laughs> like a whore in church or sweating like a rapist in church. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, no, just like a rapist. Spencer thinks he cried today. Oh, 
<laughs> what did you do to make Spencer cry today? He worked today. He packed parachutes today. Yeah. It's like his first two days. He was probably crying because he missed maintenance and cleaning toilets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he missed being the hardest working maintenance kid. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that kid is definitely dedicated. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I do want to make a couple quick comments, just DQ, so you know. Uh, way too cute. She rocks. Hey, Ivy. Oh. Um, I thought those were about me, the first ones. Uh, and really cute. So your mom, your mom's reaction is really cute, and your aunt's reaction is way too cute. And uh, yeah, you know, Ivy. Like they haven't you Facebook stalked. Yeah, Thank you. yeah, they checked it out. So, <laughs> Ivy, so this uh, podcast was really a secret intervention to tell you that you're too good for DQ. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't have to do a podcast. Like, uh, the <laughs> I disagree. You disagree. So, what's in the future for you, Ivy? I don't know yet. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't jump much lately. Mm-mm. I would like to eventually start again. Yeah. When's the last time you made a skydive? It's been like two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. And what what's stopped you? What's keeping you from jumping? Um, uh. <laughs> just no time. Yeah. I know for me, it's a struggle. I talk about it on here all the time. I'm, I work there mm-hmm. when I'm not working. I don't want to be at yeah, work pretty much. <laughs> and you can't go to the drop zone and not get bothered about work. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's part of it? Yeah, I think so. So and why? I, and I think I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Um, I don't know. I came from a tiny 182 drop zone yeah. and now I'm at Spaceland with like 30 other people in the air. <laughs> so first of all, weekdays are much slower. Mm-hmm. Pick and choose your weekdays. Should have jumped this week. There's loads with like five people on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I think you can pick whatever instructor you want to get current with. I, I bet money you could pick who you wanted and whoever it was would say yes. So, I mean, I was trying to think of a bad instructor's name, but I can't really think of one <laughs> right now. I mean, not that works with us right now. I mean, they're usually gone by then. So uh, you say the word, you know I'd help you out any time. If you want canopy coaching, if the canopy part, you want to talk about canopy. Carlos. Carlos. Dude, yeah. Carlos, yes. I, don't, I haven't watched, I'll admit, I haven't watched a single one of his actual instructor jumps, SCP and jumps, but I have noticed on his video jumps that I'm not like done with my handle check watching him come at me. I'm like starting my handle check as he's right there, like, just yeah. on us yeah, and it's just like you notice that stuff when video guys go through aff and stuff that they're flying matthew was one of those where it got to where i was like smacking his cameras while doing my handle checks and he's like i gotta back off and i was like yep nice. <laughs> yeah but carlos is not just a badass he is a badass fire in aff you're absolutely right uh he does something that that I, I I've accredited Nick on more than one occasion when he shoots a video Carlos does the same thing I would happily have Carlos shoot my family's video yeah. because they invest their emotions Man. in the person they're with they try to actually understand why the person they're teaching in Carlos's case in Nick's case shooting a video why they're there and once they understand it they try to actually have the true empathy put themselves in that place in that position to think about what that is so yeah there's a only a few video guys I will get changed for my $5 tip to tip them out. And Carlos and, and Nick are easily two of those that they do their job. Half the time you don't have to say a single thing in the plane because they're Wait a minute. keeping them entertained. As a tandem instructor, you actually share your tips with your video guy? I do share my tips with my video guys. Dude, I, I've done the I same try. thing. I try as much as possible. There are times where I get $3 and I'm just like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm you with know, you. Like, Basically, anything but, under yeah. 5 bucks I keep unless yeah. there's an exception. Yeah. I was always like, oh, dude, it's you. 
Um, man, if you're a tandem instructor and you're not sharing your tips with your video guys, um, you might monster. be a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you really might be a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a team effort, man. <laughs> the video guy makes me look better and makes me uh, look good in my job by the way he composes a shot. The video guy makes me look good by the way we look stable in free fall when sometimes we're not. Yeah. Um, I make the video guy look good by giving him a good presence. We're a fucking team, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah I say you might be a piece of shit because there might be a good reason you didn't split that tip. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I truly feel yeah. you should share that stuff. Yeah, when there's there are, I don't think we really have any left. But there's been times where there's one where it's just like you're doing your interview as we don't even have our seatbelts off yet and stuff like that. And you're like, you're not like it's not it's it's a very simple format how we do it. And it's everything with Spaceline. People come from other jobs and it's like, oh, this is so hard. You got to give students toggles. You got to shoot the interview. You got to do this. It's like, it's not that hard. Just just do it. And you do it a few times. You're like, wow, that's actually pretty easy. Like, it's so easy, yeah, man. It's such an yeah. easy workflow. Yeah. So have you and Ivy, You've it's been two years since you've jumped. Have you guys ever jumped together? We've done a few tandems. Yeah, I've taken her on a few tandems. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> do you do the hooker up backwards? <laughs> Which, by the way, is illegal, so don't admit it. No, uh, I don't think you guys really have either. But no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think I would want to. With even with I, like I wouldn't be comfortable doing a tandem like that. I don't think like, it depends how much clothes you have on. Yeah, but <laughs> no one wants to see me. <laughs> That's why it's a high point. Yeah. Um, so you've no, but you've done no free falling together. No. The tandem, did you guys go out and get video and pictures? Uh, we did handy cam on one because Jason wanted like uh, photos oh, yeah. of uh, new canopies and stuff. So. Yeah, I remember you guys yeah. doing some project about that. Yeah. What picture were you getting for that canopy? Just the new space land. That's logo, right. Tandems and stuff. And, but we also took some like, oh, look at us photos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you guys have the picture of y'all kissing? Somewhere, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Under canopy? Yeah. Mm, I think it was in free fall, wasn't it? Even I think both because uh, I think think who chased us on that one? Katie P. Yeah, yeah, we've got some photos. Did you use? I think Katie P. And <laughs> wasn't it Lane? Yeah. Lane Coates. No. No, no. Lane, Lane Rogers. Coates. Lane Rogers. Lane Rogers. The Old Lane Rogers. Yeah. 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 Two Lane Rogers. That that gets confusing. Yeah. There's only one Lane Rogers in my life. <laughs> and that's the original. The original Lane yeah. Rogers, who's about to do like a hundred. Dude, yeah, I saw his put. It's like. A hundred kilometers or a hundred hours? I don't know. Twenty four. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours, and it's like they showed the like chart of elevation. It's like all the way up, and then yeah, run. Yeah, it's a run in Colorado or Utah or something like that. It's it's some crazy, uh, crazy thing there. So that's one thing that Valerie and I have done very few of is get pictures of ourselves together in free fall, and that's something I'd I'd like to do more of. Is you know it's. You should hire like Carlos or someone to take photos of that. Dude, only if I knew a good photographer and videographer <laughs> who could capture my life and really give me one. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Nick Law, uh, I, I, I got to take a time out, man. I have pimped Mr. P on so many occasions in his video editing skills. And I'm going to pimp him one more time. Uh, I went and made my, my 20th year anniversary skydive yeah, recently, yeah. and I did that tandem because what better way to celebrate 20 years in sport? Um, Nick, thank you so much for making that video. It, it, it's It's... I knew I only made it out of spite. Good man, <laughs> I knew you uh, made it because I wanted to embarrass you. How terrible you didn't even arch your <laughs> one leg down. <laughs> I was copying my German girl. No, I, I, I uh, when I got you to come shoot the video, I just wanted the video, and then you asked if you wanted the whole experience, and I'm like, well, do whatever you do. 
And then you started doing the experience, and I very quickly picked up that, like, I think he's going to do something with this. And I don't know if I had a plan to, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I want my seat back. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so obvious how boss you are. I don't know if the uh, internet just got less cute. I didn't think you were actually going to uh, make the change necessarily. Or, or, or do some of the video, but I was like, as you were doing this, I'm like, he actually might use this because I don't know if you know, she'd ask me questions and at some point I gave a serious answer. Yeah, well, I was only giving you the same, I was just like, I'm just going to interview him like he's really a, stu- a tandem student. <laughs> and I gave you my regular, I mean, we didn't talk on the ground, but I gave you my regular in the plane. Oh. And then re- but I threw a couple of twists on there that, yeah. you know, to, I always try and give people the opportunity to say something genuine in an an interview. Most people don't do it. Most people give you the the same kind of expected canned answers. I love you, Mom. Yeah, I mean, which is great. That's fine. That's fine. It's totally good. Even though we've all seen thousands and thousands of tandem videos, most people, when they take that tandem video home and show it to people, the people they're showing it to haven't ever seen it. So... I don't think there's anything wrong with those with those canned answers. I think it works well. But I try to give you an opportunity to say uh-huh. something that might be a little more sentimental. And you took it, and it was great. Yeah, you definitely. I, I've, I've been on the that my side of the camera before, but as the instructor watching my friends do these interviews with you. And as you probably edited the footage, you know some of my answers were goofy and silly. But anytime you served, and you served a few, I think two or three opportunities to me to say something, I'm like, you know what? This is my moment to... Actually, I'm going to get this footage, and it's something to remember. And as I watch that video, dude, it, I, I I really feel lucky and blessed the people I've had in my life. DQ and Ivy, you definitely are two of them. Nick, go fuck yourself. Hey, can I make a suggestion? Just one suggestion? Yeah, yeah. You got to get a new fucking camera, man. That GoPro is old shit. That GoPro that you were shooting hand cam with? <laughs> First GoPro, uh, HD GoPro. Yeah, it's a GoPro 1, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. That's why I didn't use any of the footage. It looks like dog shit. Because I only use that camera. Yeah, I don't care. If you're going to use a camera, <laughs> it needs to be better than that. How about a 4? Yeah, that's acceptable. I got a 4. You know, I, I for a long time I had go, to... Go redo your 20,000 jobs. Yeah, so. we have to do it again. We need years. a better shot of me. Or 20 years. Whatever. 20 yeah. years. It, um, but... No, I, when big events come through that yeah. I, you know, everybody gives me their footage uh, and I get to go through all of it. I had a GoPro 3 Black, which I thought was great. I didn't know that, I didn't think much had changed. Uh-huh. And this is right when the GoPro 4 had come out. And my footage looked like dog shit compared to compared to the 4. And then the same thing happened with the 5, especially with the, the stabilization. Man, it just looks so much better. That Like, when I'm editing something that has... Like, there was a girl who gave me... She had a... Pretty sure she was the only person that was still shooting with a GoPro 3. And I just couldn't use any of her footage because it stuck out so badly. Wow. So, uh, get a new camera, all right? All right, all, little bunny? Uh, man, all I use these for is to shoot video of my, of my tandem instructors... So people who don't know what we're talking about, well, I train tandem instructors, and on the front, I wear a hand cam, so when we land, I can show the footage to the guy who's the training instructor on the back and say, hey, check it out. This is what you did good. I can't see everything when you're doing it, so that lets me to land and look and review and say, oh, oh, you did an awesome job. It felt good, but it looks good now. And so I just use it for that, and I've thought about it because I have a four. When I jump point of view, when I have a camera on my head, I jump a four because I, I have thought the quality difference was there, but I didn't realize it's that big of a difference. Yeah, I didn't... Uh as much as I wanted to be in the video, I just couldn't do it. I actually wondered couldn't why. It, I, I did wonder. I questioned why wasn't that footage in there, and I didn't care. I was like, oh, I guess he didn't find what he liked. Maybe my framing sucked because I don't know. I had no clue I was framing. I made up the framing. Yeah, I mean, I think I 
try to like when I'm editing anything where there's good footage of me, uh-huh. I try really, really hard to not be biased, like to not be like, oh man, I look badass right there. I'll put that <laughs> shit in, you know? Like I try really hard. Every time I have that feeling, it's like, all right. People are gonna know I made this. If people see me putting shots of me in there, they're gonna talk shit about it. Like I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be sensible about it. So anytime I have that feeling of like, okay, I'm gonna put a shot of me right here, it's like, ah, fuck, I can't, I can't do that. But I would have in this video if your footage didn't suck so badly. <laughs> the framing was decent. Maybe. I have. I really have no clue because I still have. I haven't watched anything besides your edited version. Oh. You're not seeing the monitor over there, are you? No, I, yeah. Um, me and Ivy are going to watch together. Get away from me. Hey, DQ. Hi. How's it going? Good. So. Are you uh, watching his video? I'm I'm watching it, and I'm going to talk shit and narrate it, but you guys can't see it. All right, he's got him and Glenn in the video. Hey, there's me. Oh, God, I look good. Why are my hands moving so much? Oh, yep, I'm doing that, doing that still. I didn't turn the monitor on. <laughs> that, was, oh. that monitor never turns off. It's on a sleep mode. That oh, says no, si- oh. it said no it, signal. Oh, no, there was a problem. Okay. Oh. So keep talking, Nick. Oh, okay, well, no, it's just so grainy. It's so dirty looking. But, uh, yeah, I could never use this in there a finished video. Hey, there it is. So, oh. Like the, I mean, hand cam, I think, is really difficult to make look good. I like agree. You have to have an extremely steady hand. And it, uh, from what it looks like, it takes a lot, of, a lot of practice to figure that out and figure out the angle and where it should be relative to the, to the student's face. And, I mean, through much of this, you're not doing a bad job with, with where the camera is. But, man, like, so just take a, I don't know how good the resolution is on that monitor over there. I can just see take, it, yeah. take a mental picture. And then let's and the framing I shoot for hand cams, I'm actually framing them, not you me. You see the difference, man? Oh, that's night. It's insane. It's night. Look at that dude. beard; it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I'm framing the hand nice cam, I'm teeth. actually framing them. Uh, I learned that from my German student. You remember nice, her? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, this was a lot of fun. One of the weirdest things, DQ. I don't know if you've ever really paid attention to this. Is when he's down there. I've never felt the fur, full burble on my entire body last for as long as I did when Nick took that See, shot right but there. My, my, I yeah. think it's only my legs. It's like, look look when I, I reach out to you with my foot for this dock. Oh, like, yeah. I it, say my full body, my upper yeah. body. Was it yesterday we did a jump together, Nick? And I think you got me on a good one. Like, I felt it. I, I oh, think my God. Look at all the gray in my beard. Holy shit. It's all hiding underneath. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, I think, right, like, if I do this 360 right here. This is a that's a common move. I think I, I think I throw a good one there for a second. That's when I got the whole body, but the upper half. And I felt I felt burble in the upper half of my body shooting four way video. In four way video, you basically hang your hands and your face in the burble. You making fun of me fixing my goggles? I blame the instructor. Um, <laughs> dude, it's I wear my goggles just comfortable enough um, with having my no cheekbones or high cheekbones. It pushes my <laughs> goggles up. No cheek, I pushing my goggles up, so I have to constantly adjust them and. Nick and I have actually had a conversation about me adjusting my goggles already. We have a mutual friend, Jay Stokes, who does it all the time in free fall. And some people think he does it when he plays student and AFF courses. No, he does it all. Go do a four-way. Go do a (laughs) 20-way. Go do a 60-way. He'll adjust his goggles at least twice. He, like, adjusts them on his his 500 and... 
24 ju- he's adjusted them. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> under canopy, he probably adjusted yeah. them at least uh, several yeah. times. So. How many jumps was that? Five-something. Right? His or record so. is 640 six. jumps there, yeah, in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. 640, that's so... And then one of them... Like, I've had good skydiving years at 640 jumps. Yeah. yeah. One of them, he, so he did 641 on that record. He landed off on one, and since nobody witnessed it, they said, we saw you uh, leave the airplane. We see you with a parachute walking back. We're counting. He goes, no, don't count it. Yeah. You didn't see me land. So he did 641 unofficially. 640 is the official world record. He's done five times a marathon of 24 hours of getting the plane, climb to 2,100 feet, yeah. exit, pitch. He, he It used to be legal to pull that low. Now he has to get a waiver for it. Mm-hmm. Exit, pitch, spiral down, land, take off the gear, get in the new gear, get in the airplane, take off, jump, land. It's at once every two hours and, or two minutes and 20 seconds or something like that yeah. that you have to jump to set that record. Yeah, my... Uh Buddy Kevin Burkhart, who's another like living legend of yeah. life. 50? Uh no, hundred and fifty one one arm skydives. Okay. He lost use of his left arm. I think he's starting to get some use, little little bits with stem search. I'm not positive on that, but uh he did hundred and fifty one. We started at like four thirty in the morning, ended at like nine o'clock with a nine way speed star. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, he uh toggles locked together he had like a foot strap so he wouldn't wear out his arm to spiral down and stuff it was it was pretty impressive getting out at 21 2200 feet God, out of that is back. so scary but yeah thinking about getting out of an airplane at, at 2100 feet yeah like, i would just i would never do it i'd be like no nah, i'm riding down allegedly it's good, good. <laughs> allegedly what would be the lowest you've ever exited an airplane allegedly i've if we made it up if we if I made it up, what was that one made up one? I think um, yours was lower than mine. We've had this conversation. Yeah, it was eighteen hundred. Oh no, they match. Yeah, <sighs> and I was match. with a uh, alleged Velo one hundred and three. I I would have done a hop and pop on a Velo ninety six if yeah. I did that. At yeah, eighteen hundred feet. We were we were told Open. it was going to be a an yeah. old school cruise. The this is up north somewhere. Yeah, long loss uh, cruising and then pull up into the. The, the industrial haze, so we get appropriate altitude, and the pilot decided he didn't want to do it, and he said, "Get out if you want." So we were told we were going to get three five, yeah. and we were in the clouds when we got eighteen hundred. If we were to have done that, that's what yeah. it would have been. <laughs> um, and yeah, dude, it, it's yeah. snivel. Thank God you're over your setup point because you were able to yeah. do your turn. That yeah. would be a really opportune way to do that if it happened. I did a. Uh, 450 with my full RDS still on. Yes. <laughs> yes. It wasn't the smartest decision. People are like, how low were you? And I was like, plenty high is uh, all we could really say at that time. But yeah. I, I think my, my worst low exit, I mean, we were at just over three. I think maybe 30, 3,200. And it was me, Chris Brewer, JDF, and Tammy launched yes. a four-way head down round and Try the plan was we were gonna pancake it before we broke off, and I just kept I I knew this was a bad idea, and I just kept waiting for someone to be like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore, and I was like, well, fuck it, no one said it, I guess we're trying it, so exit comes off. I think I was I was going over, and I was the only one that did what I was supposed to do. I guess me and whoever was across from me, but Chris Brewer was on one side, and JDF was on the other side, and they both just like. Did the totally wrong thing. So now we're all just together with no <laughs> airspeed to, to track away. Oh, it was a shit show. 
<laughs> and I, I don't think, I mean, do, after doing that, I don't think I would, yeah. maybe a two-way from like 4,000 feet. Yeah. But man, unless we're at 5,000 or more, like, like yeah, let's just, let's it, just go out one I just remember, time. like, as a kid, it was watching four ways be launched from two grand or That's insanity or a little bit and like they would turn a point or two but they're also everyone like the smallest canopy was like a 190 or 200 square foot seven cell it's pretty much a base canopy is what they're jumping and they opened like them so and then they do crew after it too so yeah I gotta I gotta pause one second and say tell DQ to say hi to his brother who's joined so Trudy oh. says say hi to who uh John Quist. John, I man, Quist, your name is not Israel. No, my last name is not Israel. You're not some Muslim guy named DQ <laughs> no, Israel. No, I might be someday, but not right now. I think your mom. We've had this conversation. <laughs> had the same problem the first time you did that. Yeah, yeah. When Facebook allowed us to switch names and stuff, so I chose DQ Israel, and my mom, who's a, like my mom, is the most peaceful, loving, accepting of whatever you want besides. ISIS, I'm guessing, uh, but but like she's most people like meditates every day, all that. She's probably gushing right now, but uh, like she was like, "Are you are you trying to make fun of Muslims or are you like is this supposed to be funny?" I was like, "Mom, just read it again, just just read it one more time and slow and and then she got it right away." But yeah, I it took me a little bit. I think it took me three or four read throughs to yeah. to really get it. Um, what the hell? Oh, Polo! Uh, if you ever if you ever get your AFF instructor rating, Ben Nelson's complaining because pulling low. Shoot video for an AFF instructor course. If you <laughs> shoot video for that course, you're pulling low, but you're not pulling as low as the candidates. Those guys are pulling a, th- a two five every sky yeah. high. So, um, we're really getting close to that two hour time mark. We turn into pumpkins at two hours. So, I want to come up with a couple things real quickly. Uh, uh, one of them is uh, Mr. P. You have a homework assignment. I mean, do I know about it already, or are you giving me a new one? I'm giving you a new one. So next week we're taking off. Next week, Valerie and I have our little personal time going on. We're going to have our little thing. So we're going to come back in two weeks from now. We're not sure the exact date uh, or the the day, but I'll tell you, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it is your choice. You tell me which day and who the guest is, because Mr. P will be sitting in this chair in two weeks from now running the show with his guest of choice. You in? Yeah, that's fine. With my guess of choice, or his? oh, with DQ's guest, I'm not gonna. I'm no, I kind of like it the way that's going. No, no, I, 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 get was, I wasn't sure where he was pointing. At. I get a yeah. say. No, no, straight up. No, yeah, yeah, now I'm kind of throwing like, you a bus and doing this publicly. No, but. I, I already know at least three people <laughs> that I might ask. I would have okay. chose Kylo, our dog. You would have <laughs> chose. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been <laughs> actually. God damn it! You ruined my bus. <laughs> I got him to make a pun. Uh, actually, Pornhub. <laughs> you got to your pun. I got to my porn. Well, right. it would be a terrible interview, I think. Yeah, <laughs> one for the dogs. Um, another thing I want to get to real quickly is guys and gals. Nothing to bark at. Um, if you don't know, if you do know, I think you do know. You can download this as a podcast. If you're listening to this on Facebook Live and you've not paid attention, uh, download as a podcast. DQ, I think you listen to it. I listen to it as a podcast. You which actually is weird sometimes what? around the drop zone. Yeah, tell me that story. It's just the one main one. I think you guys said it the other week, but it yeah. was uh, was that on here? I think you did, but uh, oh no, so I think uh, or maybe we're just it wasn't me it, that brought it up. But one of our guests brought oh, yeah. it up. Okay, but I was. I think I was riding my bike up into the front of the hangar, just got off and was walking and 
had Nick in my ears talking about something, and I looked up, and Nick's walking by, not talking. <laughs> but he's talking, so it just felt like I was reading your mind That's as you're walking weird, by. Yeah. And it, like at first, I was like, this is cool. And then I got this, like, like what people of Big Brother must feel like once in a while, just, like, creeped out. It's like, oh, I'm in his head. Like, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely yeah. weird. I'm glad it was just audio, not visual, of your head, so... Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, guys, if, if download this as an audio podcast. Go to whatever iTunes or whatever app or whatever uh, podcast player you have. Stitcher, we're on most of them. If you can't find us on your podcast app, hit me up. Let me know what you're on, and I'll figure out how to get on there. I don't know how to, but I, I can find out how they all publish how to do it, and we'll get listed on yours. Um, do me a huge favor. Please help us out. If you can leave reviews on whatever platform you listen to, uh, iTunes or whatever, go on there. And tell people how you feel. Spread the word. Help help the community grow. We're still in, in the very beginning, early learning phases of this. Um, and things are about to change a lot. As, as we learn, things will change. I say a lot. Uh, just over time, will morph. Uh, DQ, man, I really appreciate you taking some time. I, I want to have you back. There's a lot of stories that I never even got close to. Yeah. Ways I wanted to go with you. I think uh, it almost seems like with every guest, Nick, I don't know if you get the feeling, the first one's almost breaking the ice, and the second one, we really get to have fun with them. Well, I, I think, I don't know, it's... I think sometimes we try and get into people's stories, and then sometimes we just shoot the shit. Yes. And I think like when you try and get through a, someone's life story in a couple hours, like I just can't do it's it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. But Which, I'm a big podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, yes. and like it's hard to do a three four hour like Rogan style podcast. It is. But I do a pr- like when you see that there's a guest on that was already on of a podcast that you like, you're like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah, it's easier not to getting the to whole story again. is almost better. Like, you want more. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, it's easier to listen. You're like, oh. What I've learned through these shorter versions is doing this, and you say you can't get his whole life story, is now I know what I want to dive into next time. Now I know where I want to go. And I actually, I don't know yet. Um, as far as I'll digest it tonight, every time I sit down, I walk away from these, the next 20 minutes, I, I produce things. I, I go through some it's notes. It's almost like a pre-interview for a show or something. Yeah, like dude, that, that does make total yeah. sense, man. What else do you want to tell your friends, your family watching? What else do you want to tell new, uh, uh, well, first of all, what do you want to tell your friends and family watching? Cause there's quite a few of them. Uh, hi, sorry. I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, <laughs> there's an easy fix to them not seeing you. They yeah. can come visit. They can come visit. When was the last time you were home? Uh, my, well, it matters what you consider home. Uh, I well, consider so, this When was the last time you saw your mom? Oh, man. It's been a while. This, I feel embarrassed. Um, Thank you. Well, couple just, years, just some so. advice for your mom. My mom used this trick on me the last time. I, I hadn't been home for a long time, and she said, hey, this is the longest in your entire life that you haven't seen your mother. Yeah. She's like, this is the longest since you've been born that I haven't seen you. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right, I guess I might have a plane ticket. My mom could yeah. never pull that on me because she left the country against her own mother. So, <laughs> yeah. My mom's Japanese. She moved to uh, America. Oh. And Dick's looking lost. She disgraced Framery. She had mm-hmm. No, I was actually uh, <laughs> resisting the urge to make a dead dad joke. <laughs> but last time I did one of those, it didn't uh, work out very well. Yeah. So I'm going to try and take it easy. No, it didn't. The next thing I want to know is what is your most memorable skydive? Man, it's a tough one. Um, probably first jump with my mom, like 
actually besides which we never hit on was my first jumps were in her stomach that's so awesome which yeah. we never hit on but my first actual two-way going out with her but you were born it. with how many jumps uh 52 that's i think is the number we kind of decided on awesome yeah. you had your b license when you were born yeah it, it was it was 1985 i was a, i could have been a coach probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. coaches didn't exist till 2001 yeah. oh, okay. congratulations yeah, yeah. so nerd. could have been jump master there you go. There you go. Um, uh, most memorable, but, and, and that yeah. seems to be a popular answer. Anybody who skydived with their family, it seems to be the most yeah. memorable one, which family really and is what's about. It was like she was actually, she's a licensed skydiver. She's got, a, I want to say, 2,000, 2,500 total jumps over a lot of years, but a lot of years off raising kids and stuff like that. So Dealing with you, yeah. pushing you through her body. But the time she wasn't being a ripper skydiver she's an amazing telemark skier which if you know what telemark skiing yes, is yes i do it's free hill downhills free heeled downhill skiing which like you got to be in super good shape it's to fucking do a it. workout yeah, yeah her and my stepdad rip my mom still does and do you know what you call a gay couple who skis telemarkers no nope. oh. pa- parabolicers oh uh, there you go <laughs> Wow, I've never heard that one. Yeah. That's hilarious. You'll, you'll, you'll use it. Yeah. I think I've heard you. Didn't you say the snowblader one before? Snowblader? No. Do you know what snowbladers are? No. They're like the short skis. Oh, no, ski. I, I remember those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're short skis, like twin tips. Uh, mm-hmm. Before twin tips, they're like the original twin tips. Yeah, and it's the whole like, it's like. Hardest part of telling yeah, your parents. Yeah, about being a snowblader is telling your parents you're gay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Took me a second. Yeah. Um, I only use that joke about wingsuiters now. Yeah, wingsuiters. Uh, you, for you know, th- angle flying is just wingsuiters without suits on. Yeah, I don't do that <laughs> I, either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I saw that meme and I thought it was funny. So. Yeah. N- nothing else you want to share, Mister P? Hmm. Any closing arguments? Fuck hurricanes. Yeah, dude. Pretty fuck much. hurricanes, man. Hurricane Harvey. But respect Fuck them you. at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah. hold on. We're going to talk about this hurricane for a second. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about it. It came up, like, I heard about it, you know, four or five days before it before it started happening, you know? Uh-huh. And I was totally not taking it seriously. I mean, I, I knew that it, it was going to rain, you know? But it's like, it's almost like, uh, like finding out that someone's terminally ill. It's like, oh, is that really? Like... It's no. all, it takes a minute to sink in, you know? And, you know, I did the whole... I went and got extra food and water and was ready to be at home for a while. But it was like to... Like, I didn't feel like anyone was really... Anyone believed it was going to happen, you know? And I think... I don't know if that has to do with... There are so many new people in Houston mm-hmm. who, who have moved here since, you know, since after Ike that just yeah. haven't seen a, a storm like that. And I'm definitely in that boat. But... uh Man, if there's uh, another hurricane warning, I think I'm going to take it a little more seriously next time. One of the things that happened, though, is it sat in one place for three days, and hurricanes don't typically just sit still. It stalled yeah. between San Antonio and Corpus for three days, and it was the parking there effect. Uh, hurricane Ike was, and I said it right this time, Hurricane Ike was one of the largest overall air spaces of hurricanes, and it took six hours for it to pass through us. And that was a very, very— Six hours? Yeah. And that was a very long time of a hurricane passing through your area. That was a long time, yes. six hours of the of the of the intense hundred plus mile an hour winds. Okay, um, so to have a hurricane be in your area for six hours is a long time. That hurricane was in our area for three fucking days. 
That was the real problem. And uh, some people saw it happening, and this has been on the news. uh, The city of Houston and other uh, major emergency operating centers and cities say that they people say they knew about it and i've seen in some city things that people knew about it and they were afraid to create a panic i mean there were very few deaths so i think whatever they did to not make it super public and a huge emergency worked out pretty well yeah i mean it's we know how to deal with them we know how to get to safety i mean definitely people have died but have you seen pictures of the freeway here when they had to evacuate for rita i don't think so Dude, Rito, this place was a fucking parking lot. I mean, like, l- look up, and you're, you're doing it right now, Hurricane Rita evacuation. Oh, Jesus. And I, I grew up in Southern California traffic, and it ain't shit compared to what Rita's if, traffic was, man. Man, and all that traffic is going the same direction. Yes. All wow. of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. If that was all underwater a week ago. <laughs> all those people would have been, like, you know. I think it was handled probably the best there's always going to be little mistakes in the national sure. just dealing with it, but it could have been way worse. And sure. now Florida is going to deal with, I think, a way worse situation. Yeah. If you track, hopefully not. But yeah. if you tracked Harvey, Harvey was very unpredictable the entire its entire life. Its entire life before it ever hit the Yucatan Peninsula. I nerd out and watch hurricane stuff three times a day during hurricane season because I just want to yeah. protect my home. Um, but it, it was super unpredictable, and then the fact that it parked here. So we never had enough true warning to... I think that was the biggest problem. Had they known seven days in advance, get the fuck out of town, they would have warned us. Yeah. But I don't think they knew till the couple days ahead of time. Fortunately, uh, Valerie and myself are not preppers. Um, I think that's definitely uh, not a bad word, yeah. but we, we are prepared. Um, yeah. we, you know, There's two bins in the office right behind you that say uh, evacuation, take. And they're waterproof. As soon as we need to leave, we grab those. There's a couple bags in our bedroom evacuation take. They're marked. We need to leave. We get those. And then we have two bags to pack, and we're, we're out of here. During the hurricane, we had a cooler, uh, dry cooler packed with clothes. So if we had to leave, it was a, a dry bag that had clothes in it. Um, we had plans. And, and, man, this was a scary fucking hurricane. It's, it's, I was less scared during Ike, which is a straight strike of yeah. a hurricane, than I was during Harvey, where we only got the north side, which is the dirty side. So how how high is your place? We're on the fourth floor. So, I mean, I knew water wasn't coming into our place unless it was leaking from the ceiling, which isn't, like, as less of a problem, you know, than, than the floor filling up. Yeah. Uh, we were at uh, Nicole's mom's house yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, dude, I couldn't... Driving into their neighborhood, like, you know, I... I getting there was a pain because there's still a lot of closed roads out that way, which was odd. I don't go out that way very often, but... Uh, which direction is this way? They're... Just outside of uh, the Beltway and 290. Okay. North of Jersey Village. Yeah, just a little bit west from there. Okay. And so I, it was kind of a funny route to get there. And I, you know, I clicked on all the little alerts on my map. And it was like road closed, flooded, road closed, flooded. And so I didn't really see much flooding on my way there because it guided me to the non-flooded roads. But then I pulled into their, uh, their subdivision. In the first couple of streets, it looks normal, looks normal. And then all of a sudden, you turn down one street and everybody's, all their shit's out on their lawn. You know, all their belongings, garbage bags filled with who knows what, insulation, drywall, everything. Everything. When we went to Nicole's parents' house, everything from four feet down, which is where the seam is for the, uh, for the drywall, everything from four feet down is now gone out of the house. I mean, except for the the studs, the studs are the only the only thing that's still no, there. No, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, wooden studs, 
But man, it was just crazy to Ooh, see, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and their the entire entire neighborhoods are like that. And then trying to, we spent there were ten or eleven of us, and we spent five or six hours taking taking all that stuff out. And they already had most of the furniture and stuff moved out. We were just, you know, we started with getting drywall and floors Demolition. out. And uh, then when I left, I didn't take the same route out that I took in, which was a huge mistake because I ran into three different dead ends into floods still, like Murder. streets that still had more than a, a, more than a feet of water. Yeah. Dang. It started raining Seven plus four, 11 days. Well, actually, it started raining 13 days ago. And those waters are those waters are still impassable. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Just south of the drop zone still looks crazy right now. The road finally opened, 1462, but it's it's crazy looking out there. Now, let's ask the skydivers most important question about Hurricane Harvey. How's the landing area looking? <laughs> uh, decent. It's, it sucks for the Packers dealing with muddy student toggles and rigs, but... Uh, for yeah, for how how bad it could have been, we are. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. We are. Uh, I'd say we're good to go. I almost landed at the pond today, but the mosquitoes. I didn't want to walk through the mosquitoes. So. Yeah, the yeah, mosquitoes bugs are, are out worse, right now, man. Which don't spray your bug spray in the packing floor. It's bad for gear and lungs and stuff. Uh, if you're wearing <laughs> off anything yeah. with D in it, the chemicals in that bug spray touching your canopy is very, very bad. So if you're using bug spray, don't touch a parachute, don't touch your gear. Just suffer, wear long sleeves. I actually, um, the hippie in me uses essential oils and different things that are actually not bad for the canopy. Do you use peppermint oil? Uh, a dude, no. A friend of mine actually sent me this one. Lavender. I don't is that what it is? I don't know what's in this one, uh, but a friend of mine sent me this one, and I've been trying it lately, and it's I've had really, really good luck. Also, mosquitoes don't like the taste of shit, so they don't bite me very often. <laughs> so I'm pretty lucky with that as well. Speaking of shit, there's an important question that Kevin uh, Craig oh. brought up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, do you wipe from front to back or from back to front? Uh, it depends on where I'm at. Okay, hang on. I just need to know, when you're wiping your ass, do you reach between your legs or do you go around the back? That's the real question. So on a normal day on a normal toilet, I reach around the back. Okay. If I'm squatting in the woods or something like that. Oh man, that's a whole new dynamic or that hasn't even been discussed. Yeah, where you're in squatting a squatting squat. between the legs. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. And it's a it's a cup and a pull up to protect from the ground. Yeah. And then wipe. Oh man. And I wonder if that, that puts a whole twist on my yeah. thought process about this whole ordeal. I wonder if that's do part of where I got my visual no, right here. Okay. Just yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, the human body was designed to poop while squatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, you get better poops while squatting man. too. Yeah. yeah, you just may have changed the game for me. Yeah. Nick is now going to squat when he poops, and he's going to have had a squatty potty for like five years. All right, but now you have to squat a sweep, sweep from between your nuts. Mine all started from... Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Like, my first squats were living on a drop zone and bathrooms not working and going into the cornfield or something. So yeah. Watching Ivy giggle this entire time is so <laughs> awesome. Boys talking about poop, okay? It's one of our favorite topics. You are a packer. You are used to worse conversations, young lady. She is rolling her <laughs> eyes at you, Griffin Kenny. Um, so, cool, man. We need to go ahead and cut short because Destiny's Child is waiting for me. <laughs> I have a fire team, Nick, waiting to play some games. 
So, uh, guys, gals, I hope you had a great summer. I hope your fall is going to come up good. Remember, check out the film festival at Skydive Spaceland Dallas, Skydive Spaceland Houston. We might have a little surprise to announce that again coming sometime soon. Till then, that is Mr. P. Nicholas oh, oh. This is DQ is Rad. I'm DJ Marvin. We're Gravity Lab Radio. Blue Skies, we're out, Ivy. Bye. Go. <laughs>